Welcome to the Lost Lowdown, podcast number 28, with your host, Claude Justin. What's up, guys? So, today we are talking about episode 316, One of Us, which um, was a pretty damn good episode, right? Oh, yeah. Surprised me. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, uh, the, the last couple episodes have been have been really good and almost increasingly good, so... Um, it looks like we're going to be getting a, a really good end of uh, Season 3 if things continue. I have to point out, uh, Season 2, Episode 16 was the whole truth. Uh, so uh, compared to that, I think uh, it's uh, considerably better. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, was, I, I knew they were going to get into some stuff in this episode, but uh, I guess I was surprised. Um, of course, they always leave something out but uh but uh there's a lot of a lot of history in this episode that's been withheld for a very long time yeah a very very i mean they're of course they're you know answering things from season one yeah uh explaining things and 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 actually answering things in a way that i never thought they would you know and uh, i think a lot of the things in this episode a lot of the explanations um are are in the category of the others not being as bad as as they seem to be yeah, that is that is of course if they're telling the truth <laughs> right. about some of these things. Um, but uh, we will of course get into all that. Um, so and it's, and it's always oh. unclear about you know because they they throw these things at us. Um, uh, you know Ben's cancer and these these little things and and you you get the impression like this is this is the the end game or this is the central problem you know mm-hmm. but and and i get the impression this is the central problem but i'm not even sure about that it's you know it's always unclear about it whether it's just kind of a small piece of the larger thing which it probably is um but maybe it's a large part of one part of the other's like way of operating um but i don't think we can ascribe everything they've done to this to what we learned in this episode so. Um, no, yeah, I think there's still more, there's still more going on. I mean, there's, they're obviously, you know, they, lost writers are great at answering questions and raising new ones, so. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, you know, I would say there's only, there's only like three or four things that, you know, that are sort of explained with a couple more things that there's explanations, but it's probably lies or something like that. Yeah. There's, uh, <laughs> there's a couple of things that they say that doesn't seem to be true. Um, and they sort of contradict themselves to a certain degree, but right, yeah. There's all those problems. Plus, um, I think I think to me it really only explains the um, the Claire situation. It doesn't really explain what went on in the tail section, and it doesn't really explain um, other things the others have going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, so. Um, but uh, but it was very interesting, nonetheless. Yeah. It, yeah, it doesn't explain, like, you know, what projects are they doing, you know, on the island and on the mini island, and you know, this allusion to different projects that they work on and stuff like that. And, and this obsession um, with morality and good people and, you know. Yeah. It, it doesn't, you know, that doesn't really explain that, you know, where that came from, what that's all about. You know, it doesn't really play a part in this episode at all. Yeah, well, you know, I think I think that whole good people bad people thing is a that's I think that's a Jacob thing. 
yeah. I think once we find more about Jacob, we'll figure out what what's going on with that. And, I think uh, you're right, and I guess that's why you know I think there's there's more to this than there seems to be. But um, but there but there's a lot here. I mean, a lot here that I really didn't think they'd ever answer. I mean, I thought I thought the door I thought the case was closed on Claire's kidnapping. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought maternity leave was the end of that. You know, and they weren't going to actually you know that. Yeah, so I don't know. I was really surprised that they went back to actually, you know, explain a little more when she had those visions. Yes, they were really happening and all this stuff. So. Yeah, because I, I think you know, for a while we the final word was that they it didn't happen, right? If I remember correctly. I don't know what the final word is, but that's certainly what I believed. Yeah. I I was led to believe basically because because of the dream you know, that she has at the beginning of Raised by Another, episode 10 mm-hmm. of season one, uh, she uh, she dreams about that crib with, you know, the mo- the mobile, the plane mobile, yeah. and then sees it later. And so I guess I thought, you know, when she had, had those, like, nightmares about um, being injected, I really just thought it was a flash forward to, uh, to maternity leave again. You know, mm-hmm. the same kind of thing going on. So, and, and that's what led us to speculate in the season one retrospective that maybe Claire has some kind of uh, psychic Claire ability. powers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Claire, Claire, oh boy, yeah, and yeah, and then her name, and we were like, oh, we're on to something. I don't really think that anymore now that, now that this episode's come along. Um, I think the plain thing's a weird coincidence, and uh, the rest mm-hmm. of it really happened. So, um, yeah, yeah, that was a that was a surprise to me, big surprise. Yeah, I I was very much surprised um, by a lot. You know, this episode, and the last episode. You know, I you know some of those things you're just used to never knowing, and they just sort of tell you so matter of factly. I'm like, wow, are you really telling me why 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 Claire was injected, you know, uh, or kidnapped, and, and and all this stuff? I yeah, I was really surprised that they were answering these questions. I'm like, wow, they're they're going through like a list. Okay, we'll tell them this, and we'll tell them that. Yeah. We'll solve this mystery, and it's like checking it off a list, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a yeah, but and and I think it, it cleared up some nagging like questions or doubts or something that I had about um about the whole Claire and her baby situation and how important this baby really was to the others. Yeah. Um, Definitely important for a different reason now. Yeah, that's the thing. I I have a completely different perspective on that whole thing. And and I actually, I came to the realization sort of recently, or at least like what seemed like a realization that, that all that stuff with the psychic that happened, um, way back then to, to, you know, there's danger around this baby and all that stuff. It just all of a sudden popped in my head that that was just like, creating atmosphere and foreshadowing in that episode, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and that's the purpose it served. And I, I really don't know that there's going to really be anything to that, you know, anything more than what's already, you know, happened. Yeah. You know, I, I think this episode actually, you know, I I was sort of ready to drop the whole psychic thing. I mean, they, they seem to make us, you know, by this point, you know, like you said, it seems to just be a red herring or whatever. And, and sort of useless, but um, but I I still want to want to believe there's something to what the psychic originally said, and and I and I still think with what we learned in this episode, um, it still could be the case that you know if the others get their hands on this baby on Aaron, that you know something bad could happen or their influence would be bad, and you know the reason being because you know maybe that's the reason that they can't have kids is because there's some sort of influence that 
doesn't want them to have kids to raise kids. And, yeah. You know, that there's a specific reason. Uh, and that if she goes on this plane, you know, she's going to, you know, pretty much, you know, drop a baby in their lap, mm-hmm. <laughs> as it were. And, um, and you know, that was that would be a bad thing. But, um, but yeah, a lot of good stuff. Uh, let's let's jump into this thing. I, I just um, want to mention real quick. Um, uh, another thing that I wondered about for a while was uh, was why they stopped caring about the baby at some point mm-hmm. and just showed no interest in it anymore. And, uh, and and the way this episode portrays things, it becomes a little more reasonable that they that they sort of laid off on Claire after you know she gave birth. Mm-hmm. Um, like I can buy it more based on what supposedly happened. So yeah. So I I appreciated that because I it's something that's been bothering me for a while. It seemed like they just like forgot collectively that that was a big deal at some point. So anyway, that's all. Cool. Um. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it, it's they did sort of that whole thing makes more sense now. Um, so, in the essence of time, uh, which we usually don't care about, um, but uh, in the essence of time, we are going to forego our usual sort of format. We won't be going scene by scene. We'll just um, bring up the big questions, little questions, and details that we observed uh, as we as we sort of go through our notes here. Um, and I think this is sort of a, a return to our original form and our original early podcast. Yeah. Anybody um, who listened to the to the infamous first four. Uh, yeah, you guys will you guys will be remember remember this format well. That was really back in the days of uh, Question Boy and Answer Man. Yeah. That's all it was was hey I got a question and figure out an answer real quick. <laughs> You've never thought about this before, but I expect you to formulate a theory in the space. Right of, now. Yeah. As long as it takes me to ask you. So yeah, that was uh those are the those are the good old days. Yeah. So we're bringing it back. This is our retro podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think uh this is a big issue episode and uh and I th- I think I think it works well. It's a revelation episode too. Um, in episodes like that, it's always hard to do chronologically because you're mm-hmm. thinking about what's revealed eventually, and you know you want to talk about that, but then you kind of got to wait. So, yeah, I, th- I think this format will be good for this uh, episode. This format's always hard because it's like, well, what's the first thing to talk about? <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I can't really, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll let you go first because uh, I can't think of a first thing to bring up that that seems prudent. Okay. Uh god, I my my notes are a jumbled mess of various things of various levels of importance. Here's my first thing I've written down here. Okay. Um I really hate I really hate 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 the word preggers. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that's that's just a disgusting word. Did somebody say that in the episode? Yeah, uh Juliet's sister uh, says uh, something right at the beginning. Uh, she says, uh, let's see. I'll I'm 100% preggers, thanks to you. Yeah. Ugh. 100% preggers. Ugh. Oh, yeah. God. I want to vomit when I hear that word. <laughs> I, it's, it's a combination between, like, the sound of the word itself and what it means. Mm-hmm. It, it just combines for just a nasty, you know, pregnant is kind of gross, but preggers, ugh. I just there's something really unpleasant, but whatever. That's um, obviously not a big issue, but I had to write it down because it really bothered me. 
All right. Um, <laughs> now they got that out of the way. All right. So, I mean, yeah, this is I, I don't know what order to go in either. So this is all stuff from the beginning of the episode. Um, you want to go? You want to go next? <laughs> okay. Or should I keep going? I, uh, I can, I can why don't just... you do another one that I don't think that counts? <laughs> okay. Okay, fair enough. All right, I got a question for you. All right. Um, why did they give Juliet the tranquilizer? Um, okay, yeah, that's that's a good I think that's a good first topic to talk about. Um, you know, the whole trip to the island, uh, you know, there's a lot of references to the last leg being, you know, pretty intense or whatever. Um, I think they gave it to her for two reasons. I think I think I think the I, I think the main reason is so that she, you know, doesn't really know how she got there. Yeah. Doesn't really know any details. And then I think uh I wanna believe that it is a crazy journey to get there by that submarine and that for whatever reason it is sort of a harrowing adventure at the the, the sort of tail end of it. Underwater worm, wormhole, anybody? Hey, as 420 said, um, you know, the underwater wormhole theory, it's 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 as valid as anything else that you can throw out there at this point. Um, yeah, I, I don't even I don't even necessarily think that's as ridiculous as I used to. Cause yeah. They, uh, well, you know, but my thing about that is, you know, as long as you calibrate your inertial dampeners right, hmm. you really won't feel too much uh, too much impact from the wormhole. At least that's my experience. So. It, yes. Well, I, I found that to be correct in my findings as well. Although I ha- I was using 24th century technology, so. Oh yeah. wow. You're ahead of me. Wow, I am. Um, so yeah, that's my answer to that. Is that um, you know I really, you know I, I don't want to go on too much about how much I love Elizabeth Mitchell, um, <laughs> but I do, and uh, I think she, I think right now she's 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 on the. I think she is she has surpassed many of the Losties for me. Um, she's she's probably my second favorite character on Lost right now. Number one being Saeed, mm-hmm. and uh, and she's she's really about to surpass Saeed because he hasn't been doing much. Uh, although he had a he had a good line in this episode, but um, yeah, she's 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 a great actress, and not only that, her character is interesting. And uh, I just I just love seeing her her on screen. You know, I love uh, that scene when you know she's Ethan is taking her blood pressure, and uh, you know she's about to to go on the trip and, and, and uh Alpert is pouring the <laughs> he's pouring the, the tranquilizer and the orange juice and I just love like she's like, Okay, oh he's pouring a glass of orange juice, cool. Okay, he took out a package. That's okay and she's like, Well I maybe that's maybe that's not for me. I mm. I don't usually take sugar with my orange juice. Yeah, especially sugar in that big package like that. <laughs> and it's like, hmm He's he's offering it to me. Okay, what do you want me to do with this? You know, that's what I thought at first. I was like, is he sweetening it or something, or is it creamer or something? And then I thought, like, maybe it's Metamucil or something like that. No, I uh, knew it was something crazy because no one carries around stuff like that in their pocket. I'm like, no, there's something sinister about this. You know, I was, and I was just, I was just waiting for her to comment on it. And I love what you know she does it at sort of the last possible moment because. She doesn't want to presuppose that, you know, anything like, you know, because it could have just been for him or something. Yeah. And you're right. It could have been some something he was going to take or whatever. But I love how she waits till the last minute to where it's obvious that's for her. Yeah. And she doesn't just sort of drink it to pretend like she didn't see it either. She's like, uh, what's going on, buddy? Yeah. Well, he didn't do it like he was trying to hide it. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. So it was, you know, 
Yeah, the whole thing was he probably expected to be asked. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I just I just love the way it plays out because he definitely could have been like, hey, I'm going to pour you some orange juice with some tranquilizer. But that yeah. would have been interesting, you know. Yeah. No, it was better definitely that way. Yeah. But um, but it, but it's not as though he really tried to flip it to her without her knowing. Yeah, exactly. So, um, although he didn't, he didn't say anything until he until she asked. Though he like set it down and just like, and then she finally had to ask what was going on. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was but, uh, it was it was on the border, but uh, but he yeah. could have been more or less covert. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was it was an interesting scene. I guess um, I guess part of me thinks they're they're all, the the writers are obscuring us from seeing what uh, the journey to the island's like also, mm-hmm. you know, we just get, you know, basically transported straight from the real world uh, to, uh, to the island immediately, you know. Yeah. Which, which should be a fairly long trip. Yeah. You would I mean, think a submarine so. ride from Miami to, uh, to the Australia area. It's gotta be a while. Yeah. I'm assuming and, that, she didn't do the whole thing on the submarine. Uh, I'm assuming that they, you know, they were at, they were in an airport, I think, and they, they uh, flew somewhere and then got on the submarine and then well, took the yeah, submarine that was the to the thing. island. I, I didn't know what to take of that. You know, when she, when she first gets there, she goes, who knew, who knew there was an airport here? And he says, yeah, a lot of people say that. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't really, you know, they never really showed you the airport. I don't, I don't remember. Um, but, uh, I, I'm assuming there was an airport there, but I just wonder in the back of my head was was there really an airport there or not? You know, because they had her take the the tranquilizer then, um, so she would have been knocked out at you know fairly soon. So um, there's there's a sign somewhere, Hararat Airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is a sign at least. Oh, they have a sign. Well, then it must be true. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, just the supporting evidence that the airport exists. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there is at least a sign. Um, yeah, and I mean, it would, it would make more sense, to, I think, to take a plane to the, to the west side of, you know, of the, of the continent, uh, and yeah. then hop on a sub, but, but I don't think there's really any evidence either way, because, cause they could have just hopped, they were in Miami, it's not like they were in, like, you know, Oklahoma or something. Well, I think the sign counts as evidence, even if you don't think it's enough. I mean, you think the sign counts as evidence? Absolutely. With the with the big secret like group like like Milos and the others, I, I think a sign reads a replicate. I didn't say irrefutable, but <laughs> it is evidence. I mean, you know. Well, I mean, it, it it would also be evidence if they were trying to pretend that there was an airport. Yeah, like I said, and I'm actually, not irrefutable. I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually not saying there wasn't an airport. I'm just I'm just questioning if they actually took a plane at all. I was just saying it's not as though there isn't any evidence whatsoever. Um, you know, you, you can debate whether it's enough to prove that it's an airport, but, you know, there's there's something there to suggest that it's an airport besides yeah. the fact that they say it, you know. Okay. They, there, there is a sign, you know. Could they just have put up a sign? Yeah. But, uh, but maybe they didn't. You know. Yeah. It's It's pretty reasonable that they would get on a plane. So I don't, you know... I don't see why why would they need to put up an airport sign, you know. I, I mean, she gets out of the submarine, you know. Well, I just, I, I, 
what my point is, I think it's interesting that she says, you know, I didn't even know there was an airport here. You know, it's sort of this like secret airport base thing. And so with with a group like this, there might not even, you know, it could just make her think that she's flying somewhere, but they just hop on the sub or do something else, you know. But her sister thinks she flew out somewhere, and she's thinking she's flying out somewhere. So all I'm saying is there's no, there's no, you know, we didn't see a plane. We didn't see them get on a plane, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, I agree. We didn't see a lot of things, but I think uh I think uh it's not crazy to believe that uh she might have gotten on a plane at some point. Yeah, I buy that. So, yeah. All right. Anyway, that's <laughs> Let's move on from the plane thing, which is the least important thing in the episode. Yeah. So, what's next on your list? Uh, I wrote down if anybody's interested, uh, at at twelve fifteen in the episode, twelve minutes fifteen seconds, uh, when Juliet first gets out of the sub, uh, when she arrives at the island, they uh, they use a they use a little piece of music, uh, a little variation on a piece of music that they used a lot in season one, uh, when they were sort of exploring the mystery. I think they use it a lot with Locke. Uh, in the, in season one, and uh, I really liked that piece of music. I hadn't heard it in a long time, so it was nice to hear it as like Juliet's arrival to the island music, because it sort of evokes that um, the the feeling of the mystery of the island to me. I, I associate the two. So anyway, I was glad they uh, brought that back. Cool. Um, it's a slightly different version from what they used in season one. Uh, it's got a little different instrumentation, but it's the same notes and rhythm and stuff. So. So I wanted to note that. Um, okay, do you do you want to do something now? Um, sure, why not? Because my next thing is like a big thing. Uh, let's see, what other what other smaller things? I guess I guess I'd like to clear up what exactly Juliet did to her sister. Um, because when we first see her sister, it seems like uh. You know, the sister the sister had cancer, and, and she wanted to have a baby. And then it seemed like, you know, uh, the sister can the sister's cancer went away. I guess her name is Rachel. Rachel's cancer went away. Oh. And then Juliet, with her fertility drug, was able to get Rachel pregnant. Uh, but this episode makes it seem like the drug that Juliet gave her sort of made her cancer go away also, in addition to helping her get pregnant. Or, where or specifically, where did you get what from? The idea that the Julius drug made her cancer go away. Well, she pretty much said that. When? Uh, let me see. In the beginning, she said... Uh, let, me see, let me see the line here. I didn't write it down. Oh, I know what line you're talking about. The Preggers line, right? Uh, I don't remember. what. It's something about... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, the cancer is gone, and I'm 100% pregnant thanks to you. See, and I'm yeah, thinking thanks to you is only applying to the preggers part, not the cancer's gone. So Yeah, there's, there's another line in there too though. Oh. Let's see, there's another line about uh hmm, I can't find the line. I thought there was another line that uh she basically said something about the drug the drug curing her cancer. Oh, oh, that's what it was. Uh, let me see. I think I remember now. 
Oh yeah, the the line with Alpert. It wasn't Ben. It was it was Alpert. He goes, uh, "You took a woman, your own sister, whose reproductive system was ravaged by chemotherapy, who was sterile, and you made her pregnant." So to me, that 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 was the other line. You know, you create a life where there wasn't supposed to be. Uh, that also made me think that her drug had something to do with curing her cancer. I mean, if she was on chemotherapy, the chemotherapy was for the cancer. Mm-hmm. So, I I don't... It seems like in that line he's just saying it was the pregnancy. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's not it came off to me, but I guess that makes sense. Well, then answer solved. Question solved. Question answered. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was that that line in the hundred percent, the hundred percent better line. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, yeah, that's another, another little question. Um, very small question, you know, when Alpert says uh, um, that, like, that line I just brought up when he said, you create a life where there wasn't supposed to be. So I wonder if there's, the the point is that there there's specifically something on the island that that life was never supposed to be on the island outside of, I guess, like the animals or something like that. And that, you know, the idea that the others are trying to circumvent this, like, natural thing that's going on there. Hmm. Yeah, I, uh, that's a big question. What's causing this whole thing? Um, obviously it doesn't apply to the animals. Um, mm-hmm. so it's somehow specifically targeted to humans. Uh, I don't know how that would work. Uh, I I used to think that the healing properties had something to do with the electromagnetism. Uh, I used to think that, but uh, I I don't know anymore. Because um, apparently it also has this um, not healing property of killing you when you give birth. Yeah, well, it depends on what the healing is. You know, like a lot of people have said... Um, if the healing is just like a heightened, you know, immuno response, then it could still, you know, sort of presumably kill a fetus, you know, just because it's the, your immune system is so so active and sort of overactive, and uh, it thinks that the fetus is a foreign body, so it attacks it. Um, so in that regard, it could still be healing, but just like healing too good, kind of. Yeah, but what? I mean, would an immune system be able to? Like, uh, I don't even know. You know, I I wanted to say when we did uh when we did the podcast for not in Portland, mm-hmm. uh, we had we had a bunch of questions, or I think you had a bunch of questions about the situation with Rachel, um, and about what would happen to Juliet after that episode. And I think they were answered by this episode, but I don't remember what the questions were. Uh, do you by any chance remember what your Sure. Questions were? Question the first. Um, no, I don't know. What what episode is that? Uh, which number? Not in Portland. Number seven. 
Where's my list of notes? Hmm. Hmm. List of questions about Rachel, huh? Yeah, it was, it was. There were a lot of things that you know. The fact that she had cancer, like they never actually stated that in the last yeah. episode, and that she went through chemotherapy. You know that it was. It was just sort of implied. Um, and I think there there was all sorts of things you were wondering about. I just can't remember what they were. Uh, and I feel like this episode should have answered them, but. One of the questions was how is she going to carry a baby when she has cancer, but uh, she didn't have it by the time she got pregnant. So yeah, that answers that. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else is what else is on here. Uh, and I don't know if I wrote all those questions down. I don't. I don't. I don't see a lot of questions relating to that. I, I may have just been like coming up with questions off the top of my head. I don't see anything in my notes here. Oh, okay. Well, uh, if anybody heard that podcast, um, maybe you can tell me what those questions were and if they were answered or not. Sorry, this sucked. I thought you might remember. Yeah, I don't don't see anything about her... Any any big questions about her pregnancy in here? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, dead end. <laughs> Sorry. All right, what's next on your list? <sighs> so, uh, big issue number one. Pregnant women die giving birth. Uh, that is a problem the others are facing. Yeah, and, yes. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to talk about that. And apparently, that was the reason they recruited Juliet uh, mm-hmm. to help them with this. And uh, uh, I was curious about whether the baby survived. It wasn't clear to me whether the baby survives or they're not, or if just the mother dies, or if they both die. Um, um, <coughs> excuse me. I think they both die. And to me, to me, it was pretty clear uh, clear that the baby dies. I was just sort of confused on why the mother dies, too. Um, and I think the mother, I really think the only reason the mother's dying is, the mothers are dying is, is how they've written it is because it sort of, you know, makes them need to, uh, you know, go get other mothers, basically, so that these women can't just get, you know, keep getting pregnant. Because it'd be, you know, it'd be easy to figure out what's going on if the same woman can, you know, keep getting pregnant and they can keep doing tests and seeing what's changing and stuff or what's mm-hmm. not changing. But when the, when when your, you know, test case is dying too, um, it makes it that much harder, you know. And I say that as a research scientist myself. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Because it's not my business card. Uh... Right. So the problem with this whole pregnant women die giving birth thing is that there are a few notable exceptions to this. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, Ben's mother, assuming he was born on the island, mm-hmm. uh, he didn't die. That was that was part of what made me wonder about the baby. I wonder if maybe Ben's mom died, but he didn't. Uh, so there was that. Mm-hmm. Um 
Danielle and Alex, of course, mm-hmm. neither one of them died. And, uh, and of course, Claire, which they try to explain in this episode. But um, I don't think they gave Danielle any drugs or anything. Um, so I don't know if this this pregnant women dying is a is a recent phenomenon or pseudo recent or you know it just started ten years ago or maybe I don't know uh, <clears throat> or if it's always been there and they just forgot that people have given birth uh, you know already uh, I don't know what to make of that. Um, you know these exceptions. Um, I I I think it's a fairly recent phenomenon. I mean, Carl and Carl and Alex are are fairly young, um, and I I think they're. I don't think we've seen any others younger than them. I know we've seen kids, but they're probably all from the tail section. Yeah. Um, I think it's a fairly recent phenomenon. Uh, you know, um, and I think it. You know, a lot of people think it has something to do with the incident, which I think is plausible. Um, you know, and, and presumably the others didn't know what Dharma was doing in the, in the Swan Station, so they may not have known, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the incident happens and they sort of didn't know, you know, what caused it or even if were unaware of it, and then, uh, you know, then all of a sudden this problem happens where they, the women can't get pregnant or can't have their, you know, carry the baby to term. Uh, you know, there's a lot of sort of conflicting information about, you know, what's going on. First, Juliet says it happens at conception, and then, you know, then she claims that Claire was going to die too, you know, and, you know, obviously uh, Aaron wasn't conceived on the island. So there, there's a lot of weird things going on there. Um, and I guess I guess when she says it happens at conception, she was just, you know, she was just making a guess, and I guess the answer is she's wrong. Um, but... Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really know what's going on uh, with this whole thing. I guess all I can say about it is that it, it seems to be a recent thing, a fairly recent thing. In the last, you know, I don't know. I guess maybe ten to fifteen years or something like that. Because I don't think it should apply to Rousseau, and I don't think it should apply to Ben's mom. So I think it was after, definitely after Rousseau. Okay. Uh, although I don't want to say definitely after Rousseau because I think the reason they they might have taken Alex could have something to do with this too. So. Yeah, around the time of Rousseau, I would say. But then, you, then I'd want to ask, you know, why didn't it affect her? You know, uh, well, she was very, very close to um, uh, to giving birth to Alex, if I'm not mistaken, when she got yeah. on the island. So it could have just been it didn't have you know it didn't have time to take effect or something like that. Right. And uh, and and I guess given the the end of this episode, maybe we can assume that. Claire would have been fine, you know, on her own. I don't know, though. I, I don't know what to do about that because... Um, she was really close, too. She was really close, too, yeah. Okay, that's the whole thing. I mean, I guess we can get into that. You know, Juliet says... Um, I think she... What did she say? She They thought Claire was going to be fine, and so they were trying to use her as her, the control case, and... They were oh. taking blood samples. Oh, that's oh, uh, we gotta. There's a whole thing there. Um, yeah, let me find that. Uh, oh God, <laughs> should have marked these things or something. Uh, where was that part? I need you to get Jack. Okay. <sighs> okay. So yeah, 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 yeah. Immunity system. Oh, lost hats. That's not the word. Um, 
Claire's immune system is turning on her. She's having a latent reaction to a medication in her bloodstream designed to keep her alive during the late stages of her pregnancy. For some reason, the women here can't have babies. The mother's body turns on the pregnancy, treats it as a foreign invader. Uh, every pregnant woman on this island died. Every pregnant woman until Claire. Okay. <laughs> every pregnant woman you know about, I guess. If that's uh, not quite true. Um, or every recent pregnant woman, or I don't know how she's speaking there. Um, blood samples. Yeah. Symptoms were consistent with the previous mother, so we tried to save her life. Uh, okay. So then she says she was our control case. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ethan was giving her the injections. So as far as control case, my, my understanding of control case in an experiment is that if you're doing an experiment to test a drug, for instance, then the control group would be the group that does not get the drug or they get a placebo. Uh, and then the experimental group is the one that gets the drug and you do the control so that you can make sure you're only varying that one thing, and and so you, so the experiment is supposed to tell you what the effect of the drug is, and not you know, n not have any other like factors coming in to, that that are co really causing it to help, um, you know that, so the the control I guess is supposed to control the the number of variables that are, that could be affecting the outcome. Yeah. So, um, so based on that, it doesn't seem to me that they should have given her drugs. Well, I think I think they were saying, yeah, I agree, and that's my understanding of control group. Also, I think they were saying um, that they were they, that since Claire didn't didn't conceive on the island, they thought she would be the control group. They thought she would be someone who would carry to term and not have any problems. But then they saw from the blood workup that in fact she was having the same symptoms as someone who did conceive on the island. And so, in order to save her life, they started giving her the drugs. Okay, that was my understanding of that. Okay. Um, but, like I said, um, I don't know if that was necessarily the case, depending on, you know, I don't know if, if they really necessarily needed to give her the drugs or if they actually were giving her the drugs. I mean, they de you know, they flashed, we, you know, we got the flashbacks and we saw Ethan, you know, sticking her with the needle and all that stuff. And, um, you know, what, what, makes me, what makes me think this whole thing is about is that, um, remember, remember back at, I guess, the, sort of the end of season two when, uh, um, I guess it was after the hatch blew up, right? When um, Charlie gave Claire the 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 box of vaccines, remember that? Yeah. One? And he was like, "Hey, I don't know what this is, but take it." Um, which which they've dropped in season three. Yeah, which but that's the thing. I don't know if they really dropped it. I I I think what happened was, you know, the idea that that Claire was Claire. They thought Claire was going to die, so Ethan started giving her injections, and then and then of course he kidnapped her and gave her some more whatever. Um, and that, in, and before her body sort of started to have these withdrawal symptoms that that Juliet claimed she was having, although we we know it's from the implant, but that's a separate thing, separate but related. Um, you know, before she started having these withdrawal symptoms, Charlie gives her the vaccines that she keeps taking, so that that kept her going this whole time, and I think that's how they can kind of explain why she never got any symptoms before, if her symptoms were only caused by the drug, as Juliet said, versus what we know to be the truth is this implant thing. So 
I don't know if, if, if only the implanting is true or if the, the drug is related at all or not. But if it is related, I think that's why Charlie gave them to her to sort of tie her, you know, so that to the idea that she can be taking them in the background. I I got the impression from Desmond's line where he tells her not to take them, that they don't do anything, uh, that, uh, that she didn't end up taking them. I mean, they never actually showed her doing it, but, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, she could have, it just seems odd to me that they didn't even bring it up, like to have her say that she was doing it or not, you know, they just, they haven't even mentioned it. So um, maybe she was taking them, or maybe not. I don't know. And that's the thing that's you know muddying the waters is the fact that uh, that Juliet's lying to some extent. So, or at least withholding information. So, um, like this whole business of her needing to go get this, you know, medicine um, at Ethan's draw point. I mean, that's all that's all a, a ruse to get her get her in good with the group. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so 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 it, it's hard for me uh, to um, to deal with that and deal with what I feel like are true revelations about Claire. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like basically, I believe everything she said, except the 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 fact that the medicine was making her sick. Now, um, the lack of medicine was making her sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The the lack of medicine was making her sick. I think I, I believe everything else she said about what was going on. Uh, that's uh, New Year's Justin talking. You know, and it could be that that um, that what the implant does is actually sort of uh, maybe that the implant is tied into the drug, so that you know if and this is a stretch, but like. You know, if the drug is in her system, that the implant, you know, sort of won't go off. But that if the drug is not in her system, you know, they can go activate the implant, you know, for a situation like this. So they still could be related. That if she was still getting the drugs, that, you know, the implant wouldn't have sort of made her sick. Yeah. Uh, I want to believe they're related somehow. Uh, because otherwise, there's there's no real reason to, to give her the drugs, right? Or right. The reason is not what they claim it to be. Yeah. That's and that's that's where I stand, I guess, is that uh that they're not that they're not actually doing anything. Uh that it's just this implant. But at the same time, I don't want to discard every revelation in this episode and say it's all lies because I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think it's all lies either. Um well, I mean, I, I think that'd be really crappy. Well, let's go step by step, okay? The first the first thing is, you know, Claire Claire conceives in Australia and then she comes to the island, right? Yeah. Do you think that that she would have carried the baby to term fine without the intervention of the others? Uh, I, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. I think I said yes earlier, though. Okay. Does is that does that mean that's a maybe? Yeah, that's that's a hard one. I don't know, but I based on what I'm saying, I believe. I guess I have to say no know that she would have had a problem carrying the baby to term. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not sure, because maybe being conceived off the island and coming really late in the term kind of, you know, uh, uh, tempers the effect, Mm -hmm. you know, of whatever this is. Um, And so there's reason to believe that that she might have been okay 
Um, or maybe she just would have got like a little sick or something. Um, I don't know. But uh, so, but I guess if I had to choose one or the other, I'd say right now I'd say no, that she would have had a problem. Okay. If it weren't for what the others did. I I tend to lean that way. You know, I sort of want to believe the whole thing about uh, that they that they you know were were, were injecting Claire and, and they you know, subsequently kidnapped her for her own good. Um, but um, you know, there's some other things that are hard to reconcile. So I'll, I'll go with that. Um, although she was, it's a hard one. It is a hard one. I I, I sort of want to go both ways, but I'll say. Okay, so if we say that they that they needed her intervention now, were they then that means you believe that they actually were injecting her with drugs to help her pregnancy then. And not like the drug was doing something else that we don't know about. Uh yeah. But that's I think the other side of it. Basically, yeah, and that's the other part of what I'm trying to say. I think they I think they injected her with the drugs and put in this implant. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the part she kind of left out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that's the only thing they did. I think I think the the drugs were were used. Now, here's a question: Why did the drug work on Claire and not work on her other patients? Well, I'm I'm guessing that she was the next. Like Juliet, you know, they showed that woman dying, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing, uh, you know, Ben says, you know, maybe there'll be a pregnant woman on the plane. Like I'm guessing. Uh, Juliet developed it, you know, between the last woman who died and Claire. And so Claire was the first person she had a chance to test it on. Okay. Possibly. Or she developed a version of it and then, like, improved it, and Claire was the first person to get the improved version, something like that. So you think Juliet's work is done? Uh, It's – it would appear so. Okay, but I but that doesn't really that doesn't seem right to me. Yeah. So, uh, but based on what I'm saying, I don't I don't know, I don't know how to say she's not done. Um, if I think her thing worked on Claire, unless it only worked on her because of the circumstances of Claire's pregnancy, and that mm-hmm. maybe it's like it's good enough for Claire's situation, but not good enough for someone conceiving on the island. Yeah. You know, I think um, I think perhaps uh, son's pregnancy might come into play at some point because she's way early. Yeah. Uh, in the in the term, even if she didn't conceive on the island, or uh, wasn't a miracle, uh, she she's going to be on there for the vast majority of the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So um, I would expect it to affect her the way it affected the the other who was pregnant. So. Um, Although that won't be until season nine, so I don't know how that's going to work. But uh, I don't know. Maybe she'll be symptomatic before that or something. But uh, <laughs> but I feel like they're going to try to do something with that. Yeah, we'll see. I guess I guess that's a quick little question: is do the others know about son's pregnancy? I don't think they do at this stage. But I think they're going to find out because I think Juliet's going to find out. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to find out really soon, actually. Within a week? Within a week. <laughs> um, Island yeah. time or whatever. Yeah. Within the, whole, the next, like, few episodes, I'd say. Yeah, the whole the whole Claire thing, I'm, I'm still not sold on what exactly happened. 
Um, so I, I want to yeah. bring up like a small thing about yeah. the Claire situation, um, about what Julia says about it. Uh, and this is something that I guess the writers, you know, like with the sky turn purple, like they have their idea of what happened. <laughs> and then there's what what's like displayed on the screen, you know, yeah. in the actual episode. Like if you watch the season two finale, the last thing you'll say about that sequence is the sky turn purple. But that's what everybody says in the show. And that's how they want to think of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so fine. It did, technically. It was there, so I'll give him a pass. But I have this problem with this with this Ethan situation because she claims, once again, you know, Juliet claims that the reason Ethan kidnapped Claire was because they figured out he wasn't on the plane. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, Ethan said they had a manifest in um, maternity leave. But mm-hmm. if you watch the episode, he doesn't, he, we never see him find out they have a manifest. He, the thing that sets him into action is, Claire goes into labor. Charlie runs to him and says, Claire's in labor. Go get Jack. And, you know, at that point, Hurley runs in and says he wasn't on the plane, and that's when Ethan takes her. He doesn't go get Jack. He takes Claire right then. And, I, you know, it, it certainly appeared from the episode as shot that he took her because she was going into labor, not because they knew he was on the plane. He, he, he was never shown finding that out. Now, yeah, I, yeah, he wasn't sure to find that out, but I think I think he was on to what was going on when Hurley started questioning him. Right, but he didn't know they had a manifest. You know, Hurley didn't have the manifest when 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 Hurley interviewed him. Now maybe he deduced that he was going to get it eventually or something. Mm-hmm. But like the way it plays out in the episode, it certainly doesn't seem like that's what's put him into action. It seems like it's the fact that she's in labor. Mm-hmm. You know that that sets him sets him going. I mean, he's just like gathering wood, you know. And if he knows they they have a manifest, like what is he doing? You yeah. know. So I yeah. So that just it just kind of it's just a bit of um, discontinuity with what's going on in the episode. And I I guess I just feel like the writers have in their mind what happened, and and that's what's gonna that's what everybody's gonna say from now on. You well, know? I think it could have been. I think I guess you're trying to say it was both that that the reason he went to go get her was that, you know, he needed to take action, but she just happened to be in labor also. Because, I, guess, I mean, it was it was false labor, right? I mean, she didn't have the baby. Yeah, right. Um, and I, I don't know if we're supposed to believe he gave her some sort of drugs to, to stop the labor or not. But, well, she um, had already stopped by the time he kidnapped her. Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, so they were walking back and... And then that's when he took her. But uh, obviously he didn't go to Jack, you know, and say, you know, that she was in labor. You know, yeah. that's that's when he took her. So it just seems like, I don't know, there, there's something screwy about all that. So, anyway. Hmm. Just a little continuity issue. Yeah, well, I think I think it'd be a bigger issue if, yeah, I, I well, I guess we'll see. I mean, maybe there's more going on there. You know, maybe she's lying too. Yeah. Um. So. Well, since it since it's since it's backed up by what Ethan himself said in maternity leave, I feel like that's the author's version of what happened. <laughs> you know, like that's they're going with that now. Yeah. You know, with two with him saying it to Tom. You know, I don't think he was lying to Tom. 
you know, and I don't even know how he knew. I mean, that was that was one of my questions in the retrospective. How he even knew they had a manifest? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he he didn't. It wasn't clear that he ever found that out. Found out that they found that and used that to un- uncover him. It seemed to me like, from his perspective, they uncovered him because he kidnapped Claire. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, yeah, I think you know the others are masters of finding out information and that that we never see them find out. So. It, it, I think it's just one of those things that that was probably written a little little strangely because of the, the the like you said you know the drama of finding out Ethan is the guy not on the manifest right when he comes to Claire and Charlie and tries to kidnap them you know so yeah I think that's really what it what it's about right it's, it's just how it was written and I'm gonna continue to believe that that's that the reason he took her was because of the manifest um, even though that's not the way it played but the but the fact that they're telling us this, that's what I'm going to believe. So. Yeah, I think they're telling us that because that's what they want us to believe. Right, right. So, let's go to, um, hmm, hmm, there's a lot in this episode. Um, a, a couple little things I, I, I wanted to just question in general um, was why why was she hoarse when she, when she woke up from the uh the the trip to the island uh presumably it was the 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 uh what is it um tranquilizer tranquilizer sorry i was thinking of sedation sedation medication that's what i was thinking in my head <laughs> it's like wow i don't want to say that very um, rhymey yeah it was it tranqu- is, is it sedation or sedition it's not sedition not sedition that's a different word sedition what is that? Sedition is a, Alien a, and Sedition Acts? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. a law thing. Oh, okay. Um, sedation. Sed, sedit. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, sedation. Um, anyway, um, I, I mean, I guess that's what we're supposed to believe, that, that drinking that, like, you know, digesting that made her horse. I don't know why it would. I was just thinking, like, dehydration, um, something along the lines of, uh, you know, they, they gave the... Jack Hay and Sawyer mild uh, tranquilizers when they took them to the Hydra. Mm-hmm. So um, this is a heavy tranquilizer. If she was asleep that long for that whole trip, you know, uh, it's a long trip. So um, it's probably a strong tranquilizer. So I'm thinking dehydration, just, uh, you know, her throat was dry. Okay, I'll buy that. Why, yeah, why were her shoes off? Because Ethan lovingly took them off. I don't know. Mm. I, I just thought it was a they. They sort of made a point to show that her shoes were off. I was just wondering what that was about. I have no idea. Um. So it's nice that we find out, you know, when exactly Ben met Juliet. Um. It was nice to see that. It was really scary, not scary, it seemed momentous to me to see Ben that long ago. To Mm -hmm. see him, you know, before all this shit happens. Pre-Henry Gale. Yeah, before he turned into the Ben we know now, Mr. Cancer Scheming Ben. uh, You know, we get to see him just sort of being himself on the island. There's no plane crash, there's no whatever going on. It was it was very interesting. That was one of my favorite things about this episode. It was it was very behind the scenes with the others, I think more so than anything else we've seen. 
Yeah, oh man, towards the end when they're just hanging out in, in O Town and yeah, it was like a soap opera. It was just like, Hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm reading Carrie, I don't know why you picked it and it's just so like Yeah, so like it's just a just a like that's what the show's about. Yeah. <laughs> but these people who live in this commune. <laughs> right. And like I think I think you know, I've often wondered what life was like for the others and this episode, you know, gives you a good idea of what it was like, at least within the last three years. Yeah. You know, there there was that whole Dharma thing, and I'm assuming life was a little different during those years. But, uh, but, uh, but it turns out it was just pretty mundane, you know, pretty um, average. Not what I imagined when we first saw the others. You know, yeah. all well, sort of sitting the around whole, their houses and... Well, besides the whole, like, you know, trying to conceive children thing and that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. But it's a but but even that is like a it's like it just seems like a like a practical problem. <laughs> you know, it doesn't it doesn't seem crazy. I imagine them just I don't know, doing crazy stuff. You know, and I I guess maybe this episode is hiding the crazy stuff or something, but uh but it, it just it made them seem normal. Mhm. You know, very normal. Like, we're on this island and we have this problem of conceiving, you know, like a medical show or something, you know, just like, I don't know why, but, you know, this always happens and figure it out, you know, it just, uh, yeah, it played strangely. Hmm. Yeah, it did. It was, a, it was a little weird. It was a little too intimate, I think, for the others. Intimate? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, you, you know, it's like you, you see, you see them being really, really normal and it's, it's kind of off-putting because you don't expect that. Yeah, I guess so. And that's and that's the thing you gotta wonder about about their motivations. I mean, you know, they say they were trying to save Claire's life and stuff, but like, I I mean I I don't know why the need to be so brutal about it. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. I I think there's more going on with that. You know, I just to save Claire's life just because I think. You know, I don't think that's true. I think they had their their own motivations, their own motives uh, behind that. Um, and I think you know she 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 blames it on Ethan that you know he he sort of you know improvised and kidnapped kidnapped uh, Claire. Um, but I think I think you know a lot of that was that he you know not only was he sort of found out, but um, you know I think he was on a short timetable with uh, with whatever he needed to get and you know whatever results he needed to get. Um, because, you know, they were, you know, Ben and presumably Jacob were trying to figure out, you know, what, what's going on with her pregnancy. Is she okay? Is she, is this going to help our research? Blah, blah, blah. And, um, so I, I mean, I guess they were prepared to just, you know, wait till she had the baby, but, uh, but I think there's more going on with, with their, their, you know, supposed altruism, you know, concerning Claire. So. Right. And then I think about Goodwin killing Nathan Mm-hmm. Um, and saying he wasn't a good person. I mean, that really doesn't fit into this picture here. Uh, you know, that doesn't seem to have anything to do with this problem with kids. That just seems to be this, you know, moral judgment and execution. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, and uh, the good one who appears in this episode doesn't seem like someone who would do that. And uh, it's, it's hard to... Uh, it's hard to figure out at what point they got to the point where they were going to do that stuff. Or if they're just, if they're just normal amongst themselves and with outsiders, they're crazy. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's no point. There's no you know, there's no need to kill bad people when there's no bad people around. Yeah. And I and I think I think they might have been. Uh, I think for some of the others who were who have been on the island for a long time, uh, they were probably you know um, taken aback by by the and having to encounter and interact with these these sort of bad people, which presumably they didn't they didn't really have to since they've been on the island since hopefully everyone all the other others are good. Yeah. And and you know obviously that'd be the the thing with the with Dharma, but barring that, you know they don't really have the interaction. So I c- I can see him you know. It's sort of weighing on him, like God, this guy's just really bad. This Nathan guy, you know, and um, but you know, I'm assuming too that he he was able to. They were able to get files on all of the all of the tail section people, and mm-hmm. and he sort of knew Ethan was bad based on you know what he did, not necessarily just sort of reading him or anything, but like he knew specifically what he had done or something. Yeah. Um, I would think but, that, you know, and, and uh, there was that scene uh, in season two with Ana Lucia and um, Ben where he talks about Goodwin talking about her to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of um, whatever's there. Uh, and, uh, uh, and, I, and I was curious about that whole communication thing. And in this episode, we find out that Ethan had a drop point uh, where they would drop him these drugs. And... Uh, so um, that makes it clear there's there's some kind of um, communication, you know, that the others maintained with the the infiltrators. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, so I can I can believe that that Goodwin would would have found out about him and and then uh, taken action, I guess. Yeah, especially when they knew someone was, you know, when someone needed to be implicated as being the other. You know, I think I think if they weren't if they weren't suspicious about one of them being the other, you know, Goodman wouldn't have to kill Nathan. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is why he says he does it, and also because he's not a good person. Yeah. Because um, if he just did it, you know, to throw, you know, for the for the whole suspicion thing, I mean, gotta wonder about the other's morality. I mean, you know, if they're gonna stand in judgment of people, it seems like. Um, you know, they should maybe have a problem with some of their own actions. Oh no! But uh, I guess not. That's the thing. Really, really morally, um, morally, whatever the word is, superior. There it is. Morally superior people, um, you know, are, aren't usually subject to their own uh, scrutiny. Uh, so they can do anything <laughs> and get away with it. I mean, what are morals but a list of your own rights and wrongs? I mean, who creates that list but you or, or whoever you, you know, you, you ascribe to? Um, yeah, so it's, it's subjective. There is no, I mean, obviously there is no complete list of what is right, what is wrong, and, and these are the de, de facto morals of the universe, you know. So, yeah, to them, they can, you know, to them it could be okay to kill bad people, obviously, it is. And uh, it's sort of not wrong based on what their morals are. So to them, they're totally, you know, um, um, moral people. But, uh, you know, morality is just just highly subjective. Now, I have to say, it's not worth getting into, but I think there there is such a list of, like, objective morals of the universe, something like that. I, I, think, I think that there is something like that, and I don't think morals are relative at all. But um, uh, but I think the others, you know, from their perspective, uh, 
you know, how they see morality, uh, what, yeah, they feel justified in what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, I think there are some things that most people would agree on as right and wrong, but I think, I think that list continues on and, and a lot of the things on the list are just, you know, subjective. But I think there is there is sort of objective things people could agree on. Yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah. And I guess I think the subjective things, I mean, they probably don't belong there. I think. Yeah, and my point is I think the subjective things are, are what's on the other's list, and that's why they're like that. And I think subjective things are on most people's list. I think, I guess I'm saying, I think objectively the others are not moral. <laughs> but mm-hmm. from their perspective, of course, they are. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, that's how they, but it just seems odd for people who focus on it so much. I guess it's not. I guess that's what your point is, that people who focus on it so much um, have a hard time holding up to that standard themselves. Well, that's not my point. But okay. Yeah, I I think I think people who well maybe that is my point. I guess the way you phrased it was different. But yeah, yeah, yeah. People who place it uh, you know very high on their list of whatever um don't I don't think usually uh usually try to see if they they follow those things. And even if they do, they'll probably pass, right? Because it's their list. <laughs> yeah, it makes it easy. I mean, they're obviously capable of just justifying, you know, things that in themselves seem to be wrong, you know, killing people and kidnapping children of people and all this stuff. Uh, you know, obviously they're they're telling themselves, they they probably don't think those things are right on their own, but somehow in the context of, they're doing them and why they're doing them and what what effect they're having. Uh, it's okay, you know. Yeah, I think if you know, I think if there was a, another group on the island and they were they were kidnapping others, you know, they took Goodwin or they took you know any of the others, and but you know for some big important specific reason that's you know important to them. I think the others would be like, oh, okay, well, it's not that bad you kidnapped my people because you've got this thing that's, you know. So I think that's what, you know, that's what the others are like. They they can justify it based on their own principles. Right. But, yeah, they probably would disagree with kidnapping in general. But specifically, the children have a better life with us and, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, I really do think by the end of the show or, you know, by the end of the, the focus on the others, we will we will sort of understand where they're coming from and and we will, I think, mostly agree uh, from their perspective that their actions were, were justified and, and sort of not wrong from their perspective. Because I think, they, I think they, they made a big point to try to do that in this episode with, uh, with Claire. It's like, oh, well, we didn't just kidnap her for us. We kidnapped her so we could, you know, we were, we were messing with her so she would live. Right. You know, and how do you how do you say that's wrong? <laughs> well, yeah. You know? And but the thing is, they're they're omitting some key things in the in the portrayal in this episode, like hanging up Charlie and and then Ethan coming back and saying, "I'll kill someone every day until you give me Claire back." Mm-hmm. And and you know how is that you know not <laughs> fucked up? You know, like yeah. and he does kill someone. You know, and and you know he he comes back and gets shot. You know before he stopped trying to get her back and uh and you know it's like they they don't mention any of that in this episode really 
it's, yeah. it's, it's, well, we were just trying to help her, and, like, well, what about all this shit, you know? Why not, like, come back, hey, look, we're trying to help her out, you know, <laughs> instead of all this business about, you know. Well, because then they would have to explain what's going on, and if they did that, they would kill them. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, you're right. If I told you, then you'd kill me. I'm if I told you everything I know, you'd kill me. Oh, God. I wonder if we know everything she knows, because I, I don't feel like that's true based on this episode. And, you know, that's the other thing, too. You know, she, she's telling it from her point of view. She may not know everything. She may not know about Charlie, you know. I mean, I'm assuming she does, but, you know, she may not know about some of the details, um, you know, exactly why, you know, because a lot of what she knows could just be what Ben told her would happen or, mm-hmm. you know, what she, what she you know, heard. Um, so, you know, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt that, that she's not specific necessarily lying on purpose, but she's definitely admitting things, and whether or not that's on purpose, well, only time will tell. Right. Well, I don't, like, I don't necessarily blame Julia for omitting those things. I'm just saying, like, in terms of, like, looking at the situation and deciding if the others were justified, I think mm-hmm. it's worth considering those other things that happened, you know, besides mm-hmm. what she talks about, you know. For her, like, maybe for what she knows, the situation looks pretty innocent. And then you guys just shot Ethan. What's up with that? You know, uh, may, maybe that's how she sees it. But, yeah. uh, but uh, you know, to us who have seen the show, you know, you, you want to consider those extra things. At least I do when thinking about whether I can really sympathize with the others or not. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm not ready to do it yet. This episode did more for them than any other episode has, but I'm not, I'm not ready to go over in their camp yet. Yeah. Uh, I still think there's, there's something shady about them. So. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I wanted to bring up this little line, uh, you know, as we've mentioned before, and as I think a lot of people know by now, um, they're alluding to this whole idea of time uh, being somewhere important to the island, and Albert has this line, time flies once you're there. Um, I just want to know if you did, you, did you pick up on that line? Did you think that had any relevance to what's going on? I did, uh, and does it? I don't know, maybe. But the thing is, is, you know, the way this episode plays out, it makes it seem like time is running at the same speed, you know, she was there for the number of years and, uh, and, uh, that's when the plane came, you know, right on time, uh, with the timeline she gave. Um, and so, you know, whatever discrepancy there is would have to be pretty small. Uh, so I feel like they're, they're trying to point in that direction, but this episode didn't seem to, you know, lend any um, weight to that uh, with them, uh, uh, you know, seeing the stuff uh, uh, with uh, with uh, the the live news feeds and stuff, you know, about the plane. Yeah, um, you know, my feeling about all the live, the, the quote-unquote live stuff, I, you know, it, it's hard to believe any of that, that sort of footage because it's all just video. Who knows when it was taken? Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you said about the, the timeline seeming to be intact, uh, or correlate to each other. 
But I, I'm thinking it might be something more like, um, you know, you don't you don't age as fast or something on the island or something like that. Like, you know, to go along with the the healing properties of the island, you you know, you sort of age slower. So that maybe Ben is like 90 years old or something. Ah. Uh, you know. Okay. All right. There there was that thing in not in Portland where they showed that whatever it was that was supposed to be a woman who was 26, but her womb was like 70 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that fits in why she would not age in her womb would or I, that that doesn't even make sense. But somehow I wanted to mention that. Yeah. Um, uh, so the time runs the same, but it just doesn't age you. But you know him saying like time, you know time will fly there. I don't know that that makes it seem like they're really saying that. You know the time is quicker or something there, um, which it doesn't appear to be to me. Well, I mean, time flies once you're there. Cause, you know, time out, time in the real world flies once you're on the island because everyone else is aging and you aren't. That sort of thing. I could see that. Okay. It's a it's a hard line to fit into anything because they haven't really given us much, but they keep you know they keep sort of you know very gently hinting at something to do with time. So yeah, and it's one of those things where if they keep saying it, I have to believe they're going to do something with it. Mm-hmm. Um, they did that with the others too. They kept they kept saying, oh, you're going to see things from the others' perspective, and and maybe they won't seem so bad. And and I di- I didn't believe them at all until this episode. <laughs> um, it's it's taken that long before I see any real steps in that direction. Yeah. You know, everything before this really didn't look good for the others to me. Uh, so um, yeah, this one this is the only one that that has a little bit in their favor. So um, so they did they did make good on on going trying to you know take steps in that direction. So um, so maybe at some point that I don't know why they would hint about that for so long and then I don't know. Maybe it's just for the for the people who are really paying attention or something, and then when it comes, we'll all say, "Oh wow, we knew." I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to. Um, I won't because I'm not that industrious, but I I would like to um, to really uh, um, sort of scrutinize the timeline and, and you know Juliet's timeline and line it up and see if it if it really makes sense. Hmm. With what's going on? Let's see. So, let me see what the next thing I have on here is. Uh, there's that line he said. You know, you'll see things that 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 you'll never oh, that you've never imagined, and and I'm I'm like, well, we we've seen Smokey, you know, and we've seen some some like very strange coincidence type stuff, but uh, I've you know we've yet to see anything you know more more incredible than that. So I'm just wondering what. Uh, Black Rock was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I'm just wondering if 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 she's seen that yet. I mean, I got you know, I, I'm sure from from a medical point of view, you know, the sort of miraculous healing is something that that can kind of go in this category. Um, but I'm I just wonder if, if the island has other wonders that we've yet to experience. I hope so, <laughs> for the sake of the show. Yeah. Um. 
because yeah, uh, it just it seemed like another one of those lines that I love where they build something up, you know, they hype it up to the to the highest degree, and mm-hmm. of course we already seen the island, so it doesn't really work on us very well, but it probably works on Juliet. Yeah. Um, if someone tells me that, you know, I'm going to be excited. Then she gets to the island, and oh, there's a smoke monster, and uh, you know, here's some houses, um, and pregnant women are dying, and oh, the wonders. I don't know. Yeah. It it doesn't seem that um, it doesn't seem all that wondrous. Uh, I mean, it's certainly like interesting. I like the show and all, but yeah, his buildup uh, doesn't quite. Uh, doesn't quite fit. I, I feel like he's more hinting at the box or whatever. Maybe. You know, and, I, and then maybe she's she's seen the box. I'm, I'm assuming she's seen the box in action. I feel like from this episode, like, Jacob is in control of the box or something. Oh, man. Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. We definitely got to talk about old Jake. He gets he gets an actual line in this episode. Not him, but he gets mentioned very explicitly. Yeah. As a as a person or an entity. Hey, uh, off note: Have you heard or, or read anything about about Jack's new tattoo? Like, I read that that's not that? a new tattoo. Oh, really? I read that he's actually always had it, but it hasn't been that prominently shown. But I, I read that uh, that there are some screen caps of old episodes where he did have it. Oh wow! But it's just. Uh, it just hasn't been displayed so prominently. Because I see it like every episode now. Yeah, that's really that's really interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I've got a really big question. I think it's time we get into the real meat of this episode. Are you ready? Okay. How soggy should oatmeal be? Well, I have an opinion on that. That's why I asked you. I personally don't care for soggy oatmeal. I like a rather thick oatmeal. Um I think I think that's what the way it tastes best when it, when the consistency is um it's sort of like I want to say like cookie dough or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like kind of soft but but not not like mushy, not like soupy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think um I think non-soggy oatmeal is better. Yeah, I'll buy that. I agree. Um, I think cookie dough um, is too. <laughs> I think it needs to be more water if it's like cookie dough. Maybe cookie but, dough uh, is too hard. I yeah. I, I wanted pretty, to say some big. kind of like mix of something you would bake. But, yeah. Um. Nothing was coming to mind. Maybe like a. Not even brownie mix. I think that's too thick. Maybe brownie mix. Brownie mix is good, I think. Two eggs, fourth cup of uh, oil. For me. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would. That's that's about. Yeah. The, uh, I just thought that was interesting. It's got to be too soggy. It's supposed to be soggy. Yeah, I do not like soggy oatmeal. No, that's gross. It's just oat soup. Oat soup. Well. <laughs> I think that's what it says in the box. It's for horses. Oh, okay. Not people. Horse, horse soup. Yeah. Now with oats. Now with oats. What was in it before? <laughs> Don't ask. Horses. <laughs> Ew. That's why it's called horse soup. Okay. You feed yeah. the horses the horses. Of course. I guess that's... Oh, dear. I guess you've never owned a horse. I have not owned a horse. Wow. 
Have you owned a horse? It's 2007. Have you never owned a horse? No, I haven't. Have you owned a horse? Where were you in the 1800s? I was dead. You were dead? Yeah. <laughs> so this is your second life right now. It certainly is. Wow, that's kind of scary. <laughs> I wonder if you're a zombie. I might be. Yikes. Well, what can you tell me about the zombie season? <laughs> I'm sure you guys get together and plan it. We do. All zombies. Everything that is related to a zombie, it, all the zombies of the world unite to. Because the, the International Zombie Commission has to approve all zombie-related right. uh, fictional material, right? Correct, correct. Yeah. And, and also non-fictional material and, uh, you know, advertisements and... Uh, uh, various uh, uh, media organizations, uh, scientific groups, you know, the, the usual things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, uh, where's your where's your world headquarters? That would be in Budapest. Budapest? Yeah. Ah. Everybody knows there's a lot of zombies in Budapest. Yeah, well, Budapest is an acronym for zombie. Yeah, exactly. In the zombie language, that is. In the zombie language. Not, not in English. It doesn't work in English. Which is not zombie. zombie. No, of course not. <laughs> it's zombies. <laughs> Please. Everybody knows the official zombie language is zombies. Uh, and our homeland is not zombie land. No, it's not. It's Zambia. But I'd clear that up for people who don't know. I can't pronounce it in English, though. Yeah, well, why would you? And we don't say it to outsiders. Thank you. I don't want to know. I might go there and then get turned into a zombie. Oh, we won't turn you. That's one of those myths I'm trying to uh, combat. Oh, really? Yeah. Is the the, the anti-zombie defamation league? That's right. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. You guys, you guys do a lot of important work. I think so. You know, zombies are the last group to, to really receive, you know, discrimination in, in matters of employment and real estate and loans. And, I, hey, I uh, believe you. I mean, if if it was up to a vampire, a werewolf, or a zombie for a job, uh, you know, the zombie's not getting the job. Damn. Who gets the job? <laughs> um, well, it depends on the qualifications. I mean, usually the vampire, uh, you know, if it's, if it's the night shift, the vampire gets it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, if it's the day shift, I'll give it to the to the werewolf, barring yeah. the full moon. Isn't that a problem, though, with the vampire on the night shift? I mean, wouldn't – is he working alone? You know, it seems like a worry that he might bite his fellow employees. No, that's, again, uh, a stereotype of vampire. Oh, shame on me. See, yeah. I, I only I only care about the stereotypes of my own group. I <laughs> Just like, uh, <laughs> so selfish, just like all those other groups out there. But I actively engage in the stereotyping of other groups. Exactly. And you see, this is where the problem lies. Wow. I learned so much. Can't we all just get along on the basis that we were all once regular humans? Where can I write to find out more? Uh, zombiedefamationleague.org. <laughs> That's where I can write? Wow. Yeah. Well, you got to go to the website and go to the get their email. I don't know their oh, email okay. offhand. Jeez. I thought maybe <laughs> mail was accepting web addresses now. That would be frightening. You thought what? I thought maybe the regular mail was accepting web addresses. Oh, no. Okay. Of course not. Of course not. Don't be silly. I, I was thinking the werewolf would be good because he's human most of the time. You know? You just you just need to give him the full moon days off. Yeah, yeah. The, he, it's pretty good, but he's still got the temper. 
That's a good Mr. Podcast topic. Uh, yeah, let's go back to Lost. Um, why don't you pick a question? Okay. Any question. I got lots of them. I got a million of them. I'd like to pick question number... I'd like to pick the question behind door number three, please. And, oh, it's a donkey. Oh, yay, that's not a question. <laughs> oh, you're right. Um, it's a donkey? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you don't win. I don't think I lose either. I get one more choice. Door number it. one, please. All right, and, and, it's something else. You win. Hopefully it's a question on your list. It is, sorry. Um, that's what you were trying to do, and I'm trying to think of a prize for you. Okay. Uh, uh, my energies are best spent on other things. Let's see. I don't know what to go to. I have so many things. Here's a tiny one. This I I hope this doesn't count. I just want to point out it sounds like Sawyer uh, is congested in this episode. Uh, his voice has a has a kind of a uh, congested sound to it. Yeah, he sounds a little a little bit weird. So um yeah I guess that's uh what's that whatever Josh Holloway. So you think you think he's got the implant too? <laughs> oh Sawyer's pregnant. You know <laughs> that would be a plot, man. That would be a plot. Wow. I can't even carry no baby. <laughs> <laughs> what I look like? Cliff Huxtable in that weird episode where all the men got pregnant. Oh, God, I didn't see that one. <laughs> yeah, that was a really weird Cosby episode. I think it was, I think Cliff was sick or something, and he had this dream. And then, like, so, so Cliff, Theo... Uh, Elvin and uh, Sandra's husband um, forgot his name. Uh, they all they all got pregnant, and it was wow. like in this world where where like for some reason like on the news like men around the around the world were getting pregnant. Oh, okay. But, I was gonna say all at once. Damn. Yeah, it was weird. Um, and then they all end up having the baby, but like they gave birth to like ridiculous things. Like Theo gave birth to a race car. Oh no! And then a full size race car? No, it was like a toy race car oh, okay. or something. And then uh, they all gave birth to something like sort of fitting to them. And then Cliff gave birth to like this huge hoagie. Oh my! Or if you're not in the Northeast, uh, submarine sandwich. Oh. Or if you're in the North, it's a it's a it's a what is it? Ho uh, sub? No wait. What do they call it? I don't know what they call it. There's a lot of names for that. Uh, I didn't know that. Hmm. Hoagie. Ugh. Hoagie, yeah. It was a, it's a hoagie. Oh, Hero. I think that's another one. Hero. Too. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of names for those. For a, a big sandwich. Ooh. As we used to Ooh. say. Ooh. Ooh. I'm, I'm sorry. I hate sandwich, too. That's, I hate that. I don't know why, but, like, I hear that, and my feet start to curl, curl in on themselves. Like, that sounds like an intense medical problem. I tense up, and I and I just I want that blight of a word to be removed from existence. Well, luckily, most people don't say that. Thank God. Often. Wow. Ugh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. 
the first time I read that, I'm like, that's the most irritating thing I've ever read. And uh, ever since then, whenever I see it, I just, I, I wish I hadn't seen it. I wish I more could. Than, more than Preggers, huh? Go back in time and tell myself not to see it. Between that and Preggers, I'll take Preggers. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That, that grossed me out even more. Ugh. Sandwich. Ugh. That's weird. Ugh. You got issues. Just you got your own problems. I got my own problems. Wow. You know some words I don't like, and that's just one I really can't stand. All right. So anyway. I've never I've never seen someone get a uh, a physical visceral reaction from hearing a word. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's um. It's you should see it. It's it's a marvel. No, I don't want to see it. Um. Okay. I'd never be able to eat a sandwich again. Oh. Okay. Ouch. Um, so here's a question for you. Please. Why? That's it. Why? Because Juliet had the day off. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love so, that line. Um, yeah, that was a good line, sort of. Um, the real answer is because they hadn't cast me yet. But <laughs> she's not going to say that. Um uh, I read someone's theory that that Miss Clue was originally going to be Juliet, and like they got this actor, she didn't want to do it or something, and so they just kind of killed her and brought in Juliet. Um, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um. <laughs> very. Uh, very. Uh, comment worthy clearly um okay so 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 my question is why won't ben let anyone off the island it seems like you know in order to sort of get at the problem like it might be a good idea to let someone go you know just to see yeah i think he doesn't want anyone to go i mean obviously he lets some people off um, for very specific reasons. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of these women, um, I think, you know, it's the kind of question I, you know, I can only, you know, uh, speculate to say the least, um, because I think it, it really gets to the core of what he's about, you know, why he's on this island, why he cares about the island. Um, the only thing I can really think of at this point with the, with the little evidence we have is that, um, you know, he feels like the the people on the island and the island are, are special and that they're they're there for this specific reason and he doesn't you know, he doesn't want to lose them. You know, if someone, you know, goes up, if some woman, you know, who's pregnant or is, you know, gonna try to get pregnant leaves the island, you know, there's a possibility she won't come back and all this stuff. So, um I think he's just really um he's just really guarding uh the, the his people. You know, he wants them to stay on the island and um so, yeah, I, I, I don't know other than just the fact that he just wants them to do that, you know. He just doesn't want anybody to leave. No big reason. He just doesn't want anyone to leave. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't have an answer for it either. But uh just had to ask. Because, you know, in terms, of, in terms of, like, really getting to the bottom of what's going on, it seems like a worthwhile thing to try. You know, whatever's going on, does it linger if you leave the island? Well, you know, I agree. I totally agree. But it's almost sort of, you know, a moot point because if you – I think in Ben's perspective, if you have to leave the island and have kids, then it's like, 
you know, I, I I think he would rather, and of course, it, you know, it goes out saying, I think he would rather solve the mystery and not have anyone leave. Yeah. You know, because then then if it's like, well, Ben, all we have to do is let women leave and go have the baby and then come back, and I think he would he would totally be against that. Yeah. And it's like, but why not? I mean, what if they could just go, like, a little bit of ways in the sub or something and and deliver there and then come back? It's like, what's the big deal? You I know? think, it, Yeah, I think it would be more than just the delivery. I mean, they'd have to probably, you know, carry, you know, the baby most of that, most of the nine months somewhere else. Oh, you think so? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends on what the problem is, right? Yeah, <laughs> but, it does, um, which isn't but clear. I, yeah, but I think I think from what we've seen, they would pro- it's not just a matter of when you deliver the baby. Because uh, it seemed like uh, Sabine, um, uh, it didn't, I, I couldn't really tell, but I didn't, I didn't get the feeling that she was in labor when, when she died. It seemed like she died before she, she was uh, going to deliver. Yeah. Um, so maybe I can ask another question. Yeah. Uh, so after Sabine dies, uh, oh, Sabine, um, you have such an interesting name. (laughs) Yeah. It seemed like Ethan was pissed and like, it pissed at Juliet, like. I don't know, like he blamed her for not succeeding or something. But uh Well Sabine was his wife. Oh no. Oh uh, I'll say that later. Um so then you know, I just made that up by the way. <laughs> oh. I said that as a joke. I'm I don't want anyone to believe that that's fact because I just made that up. Oh, okay. Could be true, but there's no evidence in the show for that. Yeah. I agree, but I you know, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I just didn't want any listeners to be like, "Oh, okay," and and go around saying that. Go on in their lives, and yeah, this is plot theory number ten. And then I'll have to get sued all over again, and mm-hmm. you know, my lawyer is just tired of defending me. I tell you, yeah, yeah. Once all the money, I, if it wasn't for all the money I put in his pocket, mm-hmm. <laughs> he would just get rid of you. Get rid of me. I had enough of you and your problems. I know. I got my own problems. <laughs> said the lawyer. Uh okay. So is is Ben okay, so Juliet um Juliet goes off and she's all sad and, and then Ben comes and she's like, you know, I wanna go home, I'm sorry I failed, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Well, your sister's cancer came back and and uh uh something something she's <laughs> I would not, love to see you do that scene. She's not gonna <laughs> Oh, I'd love to see you play Ben's part. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, it came back. And something. something. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Do you know that? Yeah, it's like, what are you talking about? Fill in the something, something. It sounds important. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I just imagine you in the scene. <laughs> I see you playing both parts. You playing Juliet. Really? Uh, sorry I failed and whatever. I want to go home. <laughs> and then and then you have been like, uh, yeah, your sister cancer came back and something, something. And yada, yada, you know. The whole you got to stay here. I'm not letting you leave whole thing. 
Well, I guess if I wrote the show, that's what it would be like. But uh, <laughs> and acted in it and played every yeah. part. Um, that would be an interesting version of Lost. Lost with Justin. Uh, yeah, only me. And all the dialogue is sort of vague, and people don't seem to know what they're talking about. And I think uh, I think there's a button thingy, and you gotta do whatever, and uh, something's gonna happen. Talk about a mysterious show. <laughs> <laughs> the characters don't even know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a button or something. I don't even know what a button is. All right, okay, what were you saying? Yeah, Ben said your sister's cancer came back. And she's going to die soon, and she won't. the baby's not going to live, and, and isn't that bad, you know? <laughs> uh. That ain't that bad. <laughs> I should have to make up some more stuff and make it worse. Uh, when I, in the 50th podcast, you know, for those of you who make it that far, when I actually do the, the, uh, the run through where I'm, I'm describing the scenes and stuff, um, yeah, that's what they'll be like. So you can look forward to that. Uh, look forward to it or look forward to it? Yes, both. Um, right. uh, so... So, yeah, so Ben says she's going to die, and, and Juliet's like, why didn't you tell me I could have gone home earlier? And and he said, uh, it doesn't matter. What did he say? Maybe I should look. I'm just, like, <laughs> making it up in my head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty soon I'm going to say stuff that wasn't even in the scene. Exactly. Um, and she said, I got red shoes on. And he said, I like your red shoes. <laughs> I had some red shoes. Somebody <laughs> stole them. Who stole them? I don't know. Okay, 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 okay. Boring thing that would have been. Um. Uh. Uh. Oh. Oh. Okay. I could have gone home. You still can. Okay. He didn't really address the fact that he should have told her earlier. Uh. He's just like, well, you can go home now, and you know, be there for her final days, or yeah, you could stay here and help me with our problem. And uh, and then she asks why she should stay, and he says, if you do, I will cure your sister's cancer. I will cure your sister's cancer. Once again, um, you know, doing that thing he likes to do where he says, I'm going to do this, but, you know, are you going to really do it yourself, or are you just going to set up some kind of situation where this is going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I will, t- I will take you home. Like, you know, I, I doubt you're driving the sub, you know, and he clearly wasn't. So um, uh, so I think this is another one of those things. I don't think he was going to do it himself, uh, literally. But uh, presumably he was going to uh, going to either have someone else do it or bring about some kind of situation where this is going to happen. Assuming you mean the, the curing of the cancer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm lingering on this, and this isn't even my question. Um, and then, I think the answer to that to that non-question of yours was that Jacob was going to do it. Right. Yeah. So you got. You, yeah. Right. So you you've gotten. You said that. Um, uh, okay. Have you seen a trace of cancer? Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. I want to talk about that too. So so what my question was was um, do you do you think do you think Ben is telling the truth about Juliet's sister's cancer coming back, or is this just um, a lie to get Juliet to stay there? You know, um, I I think I, I really want to. 
if I have to say, I think he's lying. Um, yeah. He doesn't want her to leave. It, it, he's going to do whatever it takes at all costs, right? Um, and I think, you know, when I first saw him give her the, the, the lab reports, whatever, I'm like, those could be anybody's reports. Like, you know, there's, uh, I don't even know how, you know, unless, you know, there was some sort of DNA printout or some sort of blood description, you know, that Juliet sort of intrinsically knows because she worked on her sister, you know, that correlates. Even that, I think, would be fake to just slap it on there, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't really know, I mean, if there's any doctors out there or nurses or whatever, feel free to tell us. But I don't know if there's any foolproof way to, to, to prove who, you know, which labs go with which patient. Um, so, like, my point is, those could have been anybody's labs, which is the first thing I thought when he, you know, and I, I thought she might have even said that, like, like, how do I even know these are real or her or my sisters, you know. Um, so, but to answer your question, yeah, I, I think he's lying because I think it makes more sense, you know, that the sister was fine, um, you know, the cancer went away, she she was carrying the baby to term just fine. And then in the end, when we see her, you know, all is well because nothing was wrong versus, you know, the cancer came back even though it sort of shouldn't have by how they set the situation up, you know, and then Jacob miraculously cure, cured her. Um, because, man, I just, I just can't imagine having cancer, man, having cancer for sort of any period of time while you're pregnant just, just sounds bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, so from the period, like, the cancer sort of started to when Jacob supposedly healed her or whatever, like, that's, that's just bad. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I guess I would have to lean, lean towards uh, that he was just lying. Okay. Um, uh... Although... You know, I hate it because he, he says, you know, he, he claims he doesn't lie. And he, I think, what was it, last episode, he made that point about not being a liar. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, he's so, he's such a good actor. He's so convincing, even when he's lying. God. And uh, especially when he's lying. And um, I, I feel like they're making a point of Ben not being a liar, but we've seen him be a liar. So it's hard to reconcile that. He has lied he's, his ass off. Yeah, I mean, we've seen him lie. We've seen him say he's not lying when he's lying. Yeah, oh, oh no, I'm done lying. All right, Ben. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. That was the best line. Oh, no, I'm done lying. <laughs> All right, yeah. Yesterday was lying day. Today, no. And, and Claire's, yeah, Claire's going to start being a good mother. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, I couldn't. That line is unbelievable. It comes long before he stops lying. Oh, man. Uh, Did he ever stop? Never. Never. Yeah. I really, I really, I really don't think he's, he's sort of stopped lying. He's always conniving and uh, he's, he's always got something going on. And I think it's just too easy, you know, for him to be like, um, hey, why don't you stay? I'll have Jacob fix her. You know, I think it, I think it makes more sense that Ben, you know, that nothing was wrong with the sister. Now, here's the thing, though. What I thought was that maybe Ben slash Jacob, whomever, like, made the sister get sick in the first place. Mm. So I think there's, there's sort of three scenarios. Like, one is that the sister was never sick and Ben was lying. The second is the sister got sick, you know, the cancer came back on its own, and then Jacob healed her. Or, you know, Jacob or Ben or whoever, you know, some outside influence caused the sister to get sick again, and then they, you know, fixed it and repaired it. Yeah. Um, I lean towards the first one that he's just lying. He's just lying. Yeah, and the fact that he's offended by the idea that he's liar, I mean, you know, whatever. I, 
it's uh it's hard to take when you've seen him lie so much and i think uh uh i i think he's he's one of those others that you know stays true to danielle's thing about all he says is lies you know don't yeah. listen to anything he says like he was he was really true to that in his entire time in the hatch so um i tend to want to believe that he's lying because because he lies all the time. Yeah. Um, but this episode, you know, Juliet doesn't question this stuff. You know, she she uh, she goes along with it, and then you know, uh, when they sort of prove to her that he wasn't lying, she seems to accept it. Um, you know, as proof, and and his whole thing about not being a liar. So I'm I'm slightly tugged in the direction of wanting to think maybe maybe it was true. But I guess I come down on the lying side for now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I but I but I want to know. You know, do you think? Do you think maybe? You know, even if he is lying, do you think that that Jacob or whomever was going was going to do this? I mean, do you think he could he could do such a thing? He could cure her cancer. Cure someone's cancer. You know, he talks about people on the island not having cancer. I mean, do you think? You know. Maybe that could be done, even if, like, in this case, he didn't do it. Well, I, and I just want to say one quick thing about the people on the island not having cancer. You know, her, her, you know he said, you, you know, you've been in for six months. You've done extensive workup, workups on all of us. Have you seen even a trace of cancer? And I think six months is a very short amount of time to, to try to make that point. Because mm-hmm. um, it's like, oh, you haven't had cancer in six months? Well... Like you know, you take you take a group of fifty people and and see if they had cancer six months. You probably won't find cancer. Yeah. You know. But anyway, um, I want to believe that Jacob has that power. Um, it's kind of scary that he has the ability to affect things outside of the island, uh, especially something that that uh, crazy and magical and right. miraculous. <sighs> you know, when 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 Ben said Jacob would take care of himself, you know, Juliet was sort of taken aback by that, and she, that was, you know, and I think there's two parts of that that's crazy. The fact that, you know, Jacob has the power to do it, and the fact that he's going to do it himself. Um, because, you know, at first, like you said, Ben says he was going to do it. You know, I'll, I'll fix your sister. Then he says, Jacob's going to do it himself. Yeah. And, you know, what does that really mean? Does that mean Jacob is going to go to the sister and actually physically do something to her, or is he just going to go to the box and wish for it as it were i i don't know i I gotta you know i gotta believe that it's possible because juliet believed that it was possible um so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say it's not outside the realm of of their power to uh to cure cancer like that um yeah that's i guess i want to believe that um even if in this case it didn't really happen yeah um because but she didn't question it. She didn't say how or, yeah. or anything like that. She just, you know, the fact he said Jacob was going to do it himself, you know. Yeah. Unless, of course, and then, yeah, unless, of course, you don't have faith in him. And it's like, man, that's crazy because she knows Jacob and she knows his power by now. And that's, yeah, so so that, that segues, you know, maybe we can talk about that line. Um, you know, when he when he references Jacob and and says, uh, yeah, unless, of course, you don't have faith in him. Juliet does not respond with, who's Jacob? Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, so that leads me to believe that she knows who this is. 
Yeah. Um, and that she could even believe that he would have the power to do this. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not – like with Ben, I'm like, you can't cure cancer. I, w- I wouldn't buy it from Ben. Um, but uh, since we haven't seen Jacob yet, you know, I can sort of imagine him as as being um, someone who might might have the, the power to do that. Um, yeah. Well, I'm assuming it's, you know, well, maybe with Jacob he has some intrinsic ability to do that, but when Ben said it, you know, well, I think Ben was saying I, the, the royal I. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, but I think if Ben was going to do something, like if Jacob was like, okay, cure the sister, but if Jacob wasn't going to do it himself, I think, I think Ben could get it done, but it would be, you know, it would have something to do with the box or something like that. Mm, okay. If he can get it done, he doesn't have the intrinsic power himself, but he has a way to get it done. I see. Um, and I think in, in either, either that power is a product of Jacob or, you know, like Jacob is the source of the power or something like that, I don't know, or, you know, or if Jacob is just uses the box. I mean, there's a lot to be answered there uh, with Jacob and his power and all that stuff. And, and, uh, and, and I want to bring up, because I just thought about it, uh, this means that Jacob is alive. Yes, exactly. That's another thing I was going to point out. It's it's referring to him as a person and mm-hmm. and indicating that he's he's actually around to take care of things. Um, <laughs> it's funny when you said it refers to him as a person. The first thing I think about is, wait, maybe that's a red herring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe Jacob is some computer program. That's the, I've read the that joint account yeah. cooperative. Of other beings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I've read. That it's exactly uh, some some kind of acronym like that, um, and that's why they call it that. You know, whatever. Um, and it it printed out a list or something. You know, it, <laughs> some does not compute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh God, that would be great if that was the end of the whole Jacob why thing. Did- why did we have Kate and Sawyer building <laughs> breaking rocks for no reason for several episodes? <laughs> Does not confuse. At least Jacob's logical. <laughs> he's uh he's a little lacking in personality, but yeah. uh, <laughs> how did Alex make that raft? <laughs> Why did Ben take the name Henry Gale when he could have just said he was someone else? <laughs> Didn't he know that they could dig up the body? Does not compute. And even if he had to, why did he leave the wallet on the body? <laughs> yeah. Why am I still on this island? This place is boring. <laughs> I want to go to the Bahamas. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah, talk about scary. <laughs> I don't want a computer telling me that. What's the computer going to do in the Bahamas? I don't know. Relax on the beach. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> scary. It's very scary. <laughs> oh, and he's bored. Wow. Will someone rub the suntan lotion on my hard drive? <laughs> 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 Yikes, Jacob. Wow, that's a little intense. <laughs> oh, we barely know each other. Why, <laughs> Jacob? That's a big hard drive. <laughs> oh, God. That's, um... It has a lot of storage capacity. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. 
what she said, yeah. Oh, if you're a computer, uh, I guess that's what she said. Even a computer knows good comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, you know, <laughs> I really like Computer Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's strangely charming. I think he's got uh, a nice try. I mean, how could you not want to follow him? I know. He's so charming. <laughs> he is. He's got the, you know, the crude joke every now and then, but it's yeah. nice. Hey, you know. Keep you on your toes. I have to appreciate a computer who can make a joke like that. Yeah. There's something uh, refreshing about it. Uh, <laughs> What's the deal with Smokey? <laughs> Why didn't he just go over the Sonic fin? <laughs> of course. That cloud of smoke is crazy. <laughs> Did Calvin believe in the sickness or not? Behavior <laughs> inconsistent with protocol. <laughs> he watches the show and he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. That's... Uh... <laughs> Oh, if only, if only. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Oh, I think I think I think if Jacob turned out to be a computer program, the loss would only have two followers left, me and you. <laughs> Everyone else is like, screw this, this is stupid. I'd be like, Yay! Yay! Computer Jacob, what's he up to these days? It's gonna be like small wonder, but he's just a yeah. It just turns into a bad sitcom. All of a sudden, there's a laugh track for no reason. Yeah, just a laugh track. <laughs> it's Jacob and Jacob and Sawyer making one-liners the whole episode. That's it. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's how the show can go on forever. Then Russo like staggers in like Kramer. What's up, Jacob? With her latest scheme of the week. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, now I'm trying to go to the radio tower. <laughs> Change the message. <laughs> oh, Russo, you are so crazy. Don't drink all the milk. You have man hands. <laughs> She's like, I know, I'm French. Leave me alone. Oh, God. All right, um... Let's wow. go back to the seriousness. Okay, okay. Let's go, let's go back to the oatmeal, okay? Now, when you say thick, <laughs> right. do you make it with water or milk? Well. Well, I know what you make it with. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. I, you know what, though? I, I would make it with water. What I would do was pour, like, a little bit of milk at the end. Oh really? Yeah, I wouldn't like actually make the whole thing in milk. I always made it with water. I, I didn't, you know. I've never been a big milk fan, and uh, I just I remember when when people would just like you know use all milk instead of water. I'm just like, yeah. I don't know how you do that. I mean, don't you have to boil it? I mean, wouldn't milk like go crazy if you tried to boil it like curdle? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I thought I thought you could make it with all milk. I mean, maybe you can. Maybe you just have to simmer it forever or something. But uh seems like it would take a while. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you – yeah, I think you would – I think you would, like, maybe 
pour the oat milk <laughs> in a pot and then like put the milk in there and just like heat it up, you know, like not boil it, but just like heat it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I uh, can't believe we're discussing this. You um, know, the last time I made oatmeal it was a very long time ago. Really? Yeah, a very long time ago. I I I don't make it that often, but yeah, it hasn't been that long for me. I, I like only oatmeal. eat Quaker Oats, instant cinnamon and brown sugar. The only oatmeal I eat. I like to just get plain oatmeal um, in the big canister. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I have a I have a bad childhood experience with that. I, I can't. Ugh. I might sprinkle some brown sugar on it and perhaps some um, non-dairy margarine. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, a little fruit fruit, if you ask me. Yeah. Just get uh, the instant stuff, buddy. And maybe even wheat germ if I'm feeling crazy. Oh, yeah, you would be crazy to put some wheat germ on it. I like wheat germ. I shouldn't, but I do. It's a nice mm-hmm. nice flavor. Hmm. Anyway, back to Jacob. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't even remember what I was going to say about Jacob. Oh, okay. So, so Juliet presumably maybe has met Jacob, at least knows he exists. Um, she should have undoubtable proof about his existence. Yeah, uh, and some sort of respect for his abilities, um, and some sort of faith, I guess, which is kind of interesting. Um, uh, so I don't know what I want to ask about it, but uh, but I think it's interesting to note, I guess, for for the future reference that uh, she should know something about Jacob. Um, yeah, um, she's definitely. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I want to say she's met him, um, but obviously there's been things, very great things that have been attributed to him. So she sort of believes in him and his power. Um, and uh, and I, you know, I, I I do want to say just for the record, just for devil's advocate's sake, that uh, the Ben could be lying, and uh, Jacob could actually be dead. So. He does refer to him as being alive, but he he could just be lying. Uh, and he just keeps up this idea of Jacob. Exactly. I mean, you know, the last episode of the of the season is the what the man behind the curtain, right? Uh, not of the season. That's uh, episode twenty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's pretty close. Yeah. So, and you know, they they like to do this whole Wizard of Oz thing. So, um, you know, if if you know, I could see Jacob dying or. Or whatever, and, and the root of Jacob's power is the box, or whatever, and, and and sort of the idea that Jacob's gone and Ben's in control now, and he's just keeping up the guys that Jacob is still around and alive and in control, but it's really just him. You know that title. That title really suggests someone who isn't really powerful, but is just using something to make him appear powerful. Yeah, like Ben in the box. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I guess I want to believe there's a Jacob, though. Yeah, me um, too. Me too. You know, Jacob made a list that Pickett referred to. Um, yeah, but what does that mean? Uh, I don't know what that means, but uh, but it's worth saying. Because I, I, uh, that, that line could work if Ben came up with a list, but then he did this other thing for his, you know, for his own reasons. Yeah, I mean, Ben can come up with a list and say, here's Jacob's list. Yeah, and he's just, yeah, he's just keeping up this whole thing. And then he just kidnaps these other people in. Why aren't they on Jacob's list? Oh, I don't know. Shut up. Do it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but but I I I'm gonna believe he exists for now because um, you want to see him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why I want to believe he exists because I want to see him. I want to see what's going on. I want to see what he can do, and I want to see what his story is. Me too. And perhaps maybe that's where the others are going. Maybe they're gonna go see him, or at least Ben will, or maybe Ben and Locke will, or I don't know. Um, maybe uh, that'll be the occasion for us to see him. I mean, yeah, it's supposed to be episode 20. So we'll see. I don't know what to expect with that. but um, Expect the unexpected. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, okay, so I think it's your turn. Okay. Um. Do, 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 do. You know, I, I thought it was really funny that uh, we pretty much called that entire scene when uh, when they questioned why Juliet is there. You oh. Know, uh, we, we, we almost called it line by line. Really? You know, yeah. Remember we well, last episode we were talking about what's going to happen when Juliet comes back? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you're right. And it's like, she's one of them. <laughs> no, they left her behind. And then, like, <laughs> then we were like, someone will suggest Saeed torture her. But then Saeed will say, no, I don't do that. <laughs> And we we almost called that scene that that little scene line for line. Yeah, that's you're exactly right. Exactly what they went through all the episode titles and like all the cliches and like. He did go with left behind again. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, because yeah, he was, he was left, left behind. behind by the man from Tallahassee. <laughs> and she's one of us, not one of them. Oh God, yeah. And that's the whole truth. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it was really funny. I want to just point out a little production error. Um, if you notice, um, which was pretty obvious, I think, um, they, didn't, they didn't try to hide it too well. Uh, in that scene uh, where, where Jack comes back, you know, like Sawyer's going to go get the aspirin for for um, for Claire, which I don't think he ever does. <laughs> but, uh, I know. It's like, I was thinking that whole time. Oh, I've like, got a headache. Claire still needs her aspirin, guys. Damn, mm-hmm. go get it. There's bigger fish to fry. It's all standing around. But but so so you know they they have to sort of stagger their entrance because if they all come at once, you know if all you know three of the main losses come at once, it's a sort of it's going to be sort of a weird um, sort of choreographed thing of who hugs who and who, who says who to high wind, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot better if they come one by one, which they do. Yeah. And uh, so Jack comes out and you get that first shot of Jack, and then I think it cuts to like Sun and Jen, and then it cuts back to Jack. And then you see, like, Kate coming second. But if you notice in that first shot when you see Kate, right on the, to the right-hand side of her, you know, uh, camera right, I guess, um, you can see Saeed standing there waiting for his cue. Like, oh, really? he, sort of, he walks a little bit, and then he stops and let Kate walk further. Because he, he's mostly obscured by the bush, but you can see his legs and stuff. And it's just really funny that he's just, like, stopping to wait for his cue and then, like, to let, you know, Kate go ahead and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. It was just really crazy that they didn't catch it or just decided to leave it in. Saeed didn't even get an entrance. Yeah, I don't think we even saw Saeed, Saeed's entrance. It, was, it went from matter. Sawyer hugging Kate to looking at Juliet. Mm-hmm. Probably cut. Yeah, cut. And he wasn't gone that long, so... True, true. It wasn't he that is, big a deal. Yeah, that's true. Kay was there pretty recently too, but then she was gone that other time. So yeah. Uh, plus, it was Sawyer giving her. Most people were giving Jack attention, not Kate. But, yeah. Uh, so it was. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, Kate, you're back again! Wow, I didn't even know you left." <laughs> hmm. 
I would have missed you if I knew you were gone. Oh, no. Next time, leave me a note. Thanks. Red shirt. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Signed, Red Shirt Esquire. I didn't notice that, of course, but I'm the last person to pick those things up. Um, so that's nice because Saeed wouldn't just stand there. Um, yeah, no, it was I was obviously a production thing. Yeah, yeah. Right over my <laughs> head. Oh, well, uh, well, I pick up the little things so we can harp on them. Yep. And not talk about the big stuff, like... Um, you know, I love I love in this this little scene where you know they're sort of talking about Juliet and what to do with her, and um, and I love when Jack says uh, the fact that I trust her should be enough, mm-hmm. and so he's like, it's not. I'm like, yes, Saeed, you're right, because it's not Jack. It's not enough. Like, who do you think you are? That j- you know, like you you may have earned some points in the in the first two seasons, man, but you know what? Your your trust is uh you know not enough for us to just take in this person who is who has been responsible for torturing uh, the losties all this time. Yeah. You know, and like you're you're you know, he's not infallible either. You know, he can be he can be uh what's the word? Um corrupted or whatever. Sure. By that one quarter pucker, man. That one oh, quarter yeah. pucker. That's what's doing it to him. Yeah. Oh, you know, I wanted to say, I've been wanting to say something for a while now. Um I I was watching this I don't remember what I was watching. Uh, but I, I, but I know who I, I found an actor who predates Juliet in the one quarter pucker. Really? Or I should say predates Elizabeth uh, Mitchell. Elizabeth Mitchell in, in the one quarter pucker. Are you ready? Who it to know who it is? All right. Alex Baldwin. He is the original one quarter pucker. He, really? His lips, are, his lips are like always pursed. Yeah. Go take a look at his stuff. He's always got that like little thing going on. Wow. Um, I'll have to pull out my uh, Glenn Garrett, Glenn Ross and check it out. Yeah. <laughs> check it out. And, uh, oh, I was watching, I think I was watching 30 Rock and I, and I, and he, you know, he's on 30 Rock and, yeah. I, and I saw him. He's, he's just one quarter pucker, man. I think he might be like a third, third pucker. A little more. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit more. Wow. Bit. Wow. Alex Baldwin. Not who I was expecting. Yeah. Of all people. Well, I mean, why do you think he's the most famous of the bald ones? Because of his pucker, clearly. Because of the pucker. It's not why I thought it, but it's why I now think it. Exactly. So, uh, so um, let's see. Do-do-do-do-do. Well, let's see. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Jack, um... You know, he's just coming back from this time with the others and uh you know, he's 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 got he maybe has a little bit of the old Stockholm syndrome, uh mm-hmm. getting attached to Juliet and uh Which is a very good muse song by the way. And I think uh he's uh he's you know he just likes her as a person and uh, I think that's blinding her to some extent. Uh blinding him? To him. Blinding him to her devious ways. Um, yeah, you know, it makes me think, you know, this whole thing, you, you never know with a mastermind like Ben, you know, when 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 is when are the actions a result of the master plan and when are the actions a result of, like, the contingency plan, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, because I, I wonder if we can even go back to, like, when Juliet did the video, 
and and tried to convince Jack to kill Ben. Like, was that Ben's idea? You know, because, you know, I, I brought up the idea that maybe, uh, um, you know, Juliet sort of, you know, um, lessened the anesthesia or whatever for um, for Ben, you know, when he wakes up in the, because he wakes up in the surgery. Um, so I think that can only increase to that. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I It's sort of, this episode makes me really question, you know, how much have we seen Juliet be really honest and genuine? Like, I really believe she wants to get off the island, but mm-hmm. I just don't know when... Um, you know, what, what her real motivations are when, when she's being sincere and when she's not. Yeah. You know, I agree. Yeah. It's hard to know. It's hard to know. I guess, I guess I want to, I want to say a little more about that, but I think I want to save it. You want to save while. it? Yeah. Cause it's sort of the ending of the episode. Okay. So I think I'll save it then. Say more at the end about that. Put it in the vault. Put it in the vault. But don't forget the combination. Right. Okay. Uh, do you want to go again? Uh, sure. Um, I, I had a couple little things I could probably mention. Um, Carl is apparently a lab tech uh, of some sort because Juliet mentions that she had Carl uh, develop the uh, the X-rays. She said that. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. missed that one. It, it went over my head the first time, and then the second time, you know, she said, you know, she said Carl, and I it didn't dawn on me who Carl was. I thought it was just a regular, you know, someone one of the red shirt others, and then I'm like, wait, Carl, Carl. So uh, presumably Carl has had some, uh, he was really doing stuff with helping them out, not just sort of in trouble all the time. I uh yeah, less a uh, little more skilled than I would have thought. Mhm. Uh so it might mean that that Carl oh. is in trouble for something related to what's going on with this uh with their research. There it is. There it is, Carl. I didn't hear I just heard I didn't hear the name. I just I don't know. I guess I ignored it or something. I was just like Yeah, there's, there's the other stuff going on. Yeah, it's Juliet and Goodwin in bed, and I'm just, I don't know. Yeah, even... yeah, he's still reeling from that scene, and yeah. like, she's like half naked, and like I know. Whatever. It was interesting, you know, when I when I saw the first scene with Juliet and Goodwin when uh, when Sabine died, and he's like, uh, oh, you know, he's like consoling her. I thought I thought for half a second, I'm like, I wonder if they were like were were engaged, you know, had a relationship because you know I've been trying to figure out. Because, um, you know, one of our original ideas in the beginning, in the first episode was that, you know, um, Juliet was mad at Ben because maybe, you know, someone she was, you know, dating or whatever was the one in control and Ben took over, blah, blah, blah. That yeah. whole theory that really isn't true. I remember <laughs> that far. theory. It's so and not so, true. So I'm always trying to figure out, I was always trying to figure out, you know, if Juliet was with anybody. And so when, when, when Goodman was sort of like nice to her, I'm like, oh, I wonder if there's anything there. And then like, when we get that scene with the two of them, I was like, holy crap, are you kidding me? And uh, yeah, it, that that came out of nowhere, man. That was, that was cool. Yeah, it was shocking to me. Goodwin was doing his pose in bed, like the same pose he was doing when he was staring at Anna Lucia when she was sleeping. It was kind of <laughs> creepy. <laughs> Like that's your sexy pose or something. I don't know. Yeah, sexy creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just it was strange, and it really took me off guard. I mean, I you know, Goodwin. I can I can accept it from Goodwin a little more. One of the things you know we had speculated about maybe Juliet and Ben having something going on, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I feel like the time to show that would have been this episode, so I, I'm going to go ahead and say that didn't happen. Yeah, I don't know when it could have happened because they, they, we saw so much of, you know, we saw the very recent, you know, right before the plane crash, and we saw, like, the, her early days there or whatever, so. Yeah. The it could tension, have been something in the middle, but. The tension between them seems to have been because of, uh, because, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing was wanting to get off the island and the sister and all that. Yeah, and Ben That's having cancer and her thinking he's lying and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So um, that sort of explains, uh, you know, and he's not letting her go home and all that stuff. Yeah, it seems like that's, um, you know, really what's going on there, not some kind of relationship, which is a relief to me. Uh, yeah, I don't see the two of them together, really. Me either. Me either. That would have been... Highly disturbing, but uh, Goodwin is still kind of off-putting or weird to uh, see in that um, situation. But uh, but you know, okay, mm-hmm. you know, he died, and uh, you know, who knows how she feels about that? And you know, I guess uh, I mean he wasn't there that morning when the plane crashed. I don't know why I say morning, but whenever that was. What do you mean? Goodwin wasn't hanging around her house that day when the plane crashed. Oh, well, they were having the book club. Yeah, they were, and he wasn't participating. Um, he participates in another club. He was around, though. <laughs> the Juliet Club. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> and there's only one member of that mm-hmm. club. All uh, access privileges. All right. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, and Jacob I also, would like to join the club too. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Oh Jacob, shut up! Jacob, 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 you're so so lascivious. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, haba haba. <laughs> I can heat up her muffins. <laughs> By that, I mean I have a built-in microwave. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. How dare you guys think anything else? Hello. <laughs> Here's a built-in microwave. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, cook something in me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, where was I going with that? Let's see. Were you, you had a, something you were going to say about something. Yeah, I did, and I was lost my train of thought now. Uh, Goodwin uh, uh, hanging around. Fuck. It's gone. Oh, yeah, you said he, he wasn't there during the plane crash. He wasn't at a house. You yeah. You make which, a point about that. Which, yeah, which I guess makes me wonder uh, if they maybe split up or whatever. uh before that, but whatever. Who knows? Who cares? What I really wanted to say... <laughs> well, I I care. Well, okay, I me know. too, but not really. Um, uh, I mean, I care to some extent, but not greatly. Anyway, um, uh, I'd rather know than not know. But It's, it's the single biggest mystery on Lost, if you ask me. <laughs> There's, okay. <laughs> so, so, in this episode, we get a nice replay of the beginning of Tale of Two Cities. Oh, um, very nice. Very nice alternative perspective. And, yeah, with a little background. And then also we get to see what happened after he said. <laughs> so I guess I'm out of the it book club. It was very mundane. 
It was like, oh my god, a plane is crashing. Hey, let's take a walk. <laughs> yeah, over here, I got something to show you. Yeah, the the line that was following, you know, that was gonna follow. I guess I'm out of the book club, and mm-hmm. uh, and also, um, we find out that uh, that he was reading Carrie. Um, yeah, which I thought was really sad that he actually took the time to read it. Yeah. And and she just, you know, well, I guess he was reading it because he was in the book club. Yeah. But, um, well, what was weird about the whole book club thing is, like, did 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 she not, I mean, I guess she just didn't care. But, I mean, she would have to have known he was going to find out about the book club meeting at some point. I mean, it's a very small community. Yeah. When, like, when, like 12 of, like, you know, when ha- half of the adults or whatever are um, somewhere else, <laughs> yeah, you know, it'd be pretty obvious where they are. I mean, it was like it was at least half a dozen of them, right? Um, but uh, yeah, that whole thing was weird, the whole book club thing, and and uh, I, I actually am a little curious to figure out what exactly happened. Did she specifically not invite him? Did you know, like I, I thought that was sort of weird of how that happened, like. Well, and all that dialogue they had about how Ben would hate this book, and you know, mm-hmm. it just seems kind of weird. You know, he he said it was depressing, but he didn't say like he didn't say all those things about it that they were saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it didn't seem like it didn't seem like this book sucks. It was just like this is depressing. And it's interesting, you know, not only that, but considering the fact that he, you know, he asked for Stephen King when he's Henry Yale, right? You know, and it's like, well. Didn't you didn't you read some Stephen King and you didn't like it? Why would you ask for it? Right. You know, I guess maybe he's just being facetious, like give me some more of the stuff I don't like or something. Yeah, I don't know how to take that. Um, but not all his books are as depressing as Carrie. So yeah, if that was his main complaint, I think he might like some of the other ones. I'd recommend to him um, The Stand. I think he would like that one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think he could really appreciate it. Um, in a, in a lot of ways. So anyway, uh, I don't, I don't uh, think he's gonna read it. But, uh, but he I didn't seem he... to like Carrie, though. Hmm. He didn't seem to like Carrie. Uh, and I, uh, and I, I mean, I mean, maybe he's a Stephen King. Maybe he's read other King he likes. But if that's my first book of somebody, I'm not gonna go ask for more of this. You know, because especially, you know, it really is an anomaly, it. though. It's uh, you know, it's first published um, novel, and uh, it's written in this weird style where it's only through these like articles and newspaper articles and stuff, and it's all, you know, after this event has happened, and mm-hmm. it's kind of a strange book. It really isn't very much like his other work at all, and it's just not. It's not the book you want to read and say this is this is what Stephen King is like, you know. So it would he I could see him doing that, but it would be unfair. I think I think you should really read a more typical book of his before he gives up. Well, um, and yeah, but he wouldn't really necessarily know what that is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Especially if that's his first book, he has no reason to believe that that's an anomaly. Yeah, yeah, and I think maybe he could still appreciate the the artistic merit of the book, even while saying like he doesn't really enjoy reading it because it's depressing. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can't like that, but he says, I don't know. He says, I still don't know why you picked it. Like he couldn't, he couldn't find any reason why she would pick it. And not only that, it's depressing. Yeah. It just seemed like he really didn't like it. Which I don't know. I, I, I think they're just trying to make references that really don't matter. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Another thing I want to point out um, about the book club, you know, there's that old woman who comes. 
Yeah. You know, and, like, I wonder about her going on this expedition with the others. Uh, it just seems kind of, um, I don't know. It just seems like she's ill-equipped, too. Oh, uh, I think she's dead by now. Okay. Yeah. She's just dead by now. Yeah, she was pregnant. She was, oh, okay. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> See, you make me think you have a real thing, and I really thought you really thought she was dead, and then you... <laughs> Then you come out with that, and therein lies my power. I don't know what to do now. I'm now I'm in a tizzy. no. I don't know. I don't think they. You know, it's just one of those things. Yeah, what is she gonna do? But who knows? She might be pretty virulent in her old age. You know, she's on the island, so yeah. I just you know when they showed the others marching off, it was all the young, fit others. You know, not yeah, the, not the old like woman. Like, help me with my mask. Like, maybe you know. she left earlier. <laughs> Oh, okay. Get a nice head start. Maybe somebody took her to go early or something. Or, um, you know, part of me wants to believe that she's not really there. Yeah. You know, uh, I really don't want anyone there that predates Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unless she came after Ben. On, um, you know, I don't want anyone there born before Ben on the island, unless it's like Jacob or or mm-hmm. someone we haven't seen before. Yeah. Uh, but of course, I think in writing in writing, you know, these later episodes, I don't think they're taking into account that there is that old lady there and all that. And you know, yeah. But who knows? You know, the kids have to go too. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe the maybe like like Cindy and the old lady and the kids and you know maybe a couple of the other people who sort of watch the kids like all went together before the big gas the big gas event. Uh, mm-hmm. so I'll buy that. Some some of the others are good at like staying hidden when you know they're not in that episode. Yeah, they are. <laughs> you know they're they're just not. You don't see Miss Clue walking around. You know she. No. Uh, well, she she's was, with the kids. She's with the kids, of course, of course. And where are they? Like, oh, Jesus. they're in the rec room when Kate's not there. Oh, okay. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's interesting how, uh, yeah, Cindy and the kids and Miss Clue. I guess they're all in the same place. They're sort of like Rose and Bernard, you know. You, you. Well, they're they're in the the producers don't want to pay for them to be in the episode place. Right. It's a very specific place on the island. <laughs> We yeah. don't want to pay for you to be in the background. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Your fee is too high. <laughs> it's more than a dollar. And we're supposed to just imagine that they're there, but, you know, it's they're yeah. just kind of conspicuous by their absence. Yeah. But um, I guess they didn't want to get into that. They, they focus in, you know, that's what Lost does when they reveal things. They always focus in on something, and it doesn't really expand very much beyond its little what it wants to tell you, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's the way these, these flashbacks are. They're just, they're just focused on this thing that they want to reveal and they're not getting into all that other stuff. Yeah. Which they, I mean, it makes sense because they can, you know, if, if they try to do too much, then the episodes all over the place. Yeah. You know, they have a list of what they're going to, going to, you know, reveal and then they ride around that. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's, it makes sense. It's just, I don't know. It's very apparent, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. So, did you get your question answered? I don't even know. I think you asked me a question, didn't you? Did I? I don't even know. I don't think I did. I thought I it was your turn. Question. I don't think I asked the question. Oh, okay. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you want to ask one now? Sure. Um, why doesn't Mikhail ever have his walkie? <laughs> he always has it off. 
Oh, is that what he said? Yeah, or he never has it on. I think that's the line. <laughs> Which one is it? Let, let me let me find it. Let me. You find never it. have it off and on. <laughs> Let's see. Blah blah blah, blah blah blah. Take me home. No. Okay. Yeah, and... he never has it on. Oh, okay. Yeah. He yeah, he never has his walkie on. I I sort of thought he meant like on himself, but I guess he just means on in general, like specifically powered up. Yeah. Yeah, that's what. Why I Why not? I don't know. He's apparently crazy, and he'll just shoot at you, even though he has no reason to shoot at anyone uh, at this point, because uh, he shouldn't think that who's coming should be a threat, because there don't seem to be there doesn't seem to be anybody else except maybe Rousseau, uh, who's really going to be a problem. Well, I got to tell you, you know, the the sort of rule in writing is, you know, um, they never say anything that that isn't important. Um, so I feel like that this whole walkie thing, as small as it is, and the and the don't shoot us at us thing is is some sort of um, reference to some past event um, that we might you know we might see later. A reference to a past event. Yeah, like right. someone else came up there, and you know, or at one point, I mean, what is we seem to be resting the fact that that Mikhail had a reason to be trigger happy and, and at one point he shot at, you know, the others when he wasn't supposed to. Mm-hmm. You know, so this could have, I mean, it could be an old reference, like, you know, back during the days when Dharma was around and he was, you know, on edge after taking over the station or whatever. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's, I feel like it's one of those small references that, you know, we might we might get another piece to, you know, a couple episodes from now. Yeah, maybe. It's Otherwise, wrong. what's the point? Otherwise, it's just a very small little joke that doesn't mean anything. Which is how I took it, but um, yeah, but um, you know, and also kind of a reference to the episode where he shot Saeed. Mm-hmm. You know, like after shadowing that. Yeah, that'd be a weird thing to say, though. <laughs> Like, don't shoot us like you will shoot Saeed later. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're saying Ben can see the future? Well, I didn't know. I mean, from the writer's perspective, like, I don't think Ben knows, but just like, you know, they're referencing it, you know, retroactively, you know, for the audience. Mm -hmm. Not like Ben doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll buy that. I'll you know, I just it's a it's a it's a waste, but yeah, I'll buy that. Um Yeah, I thought I don't know, it it, it gave his impression of him as just this like wacky, crazy neighbor guy who just like starts shooting out the window with no provocation and never has his walkie talkie on. Yeah, well see that's the thing, it made me feel like he had some sort of provocation at one point. And then, you know, the next time someone came up there was another, and, and they got shot at. But, like, mm-hmm. he had – I mean, it could go either way. Either he's just crazy and trigger-happy and sort of twitchy, or he had a reason to, to, to shoot because of some situation. You know, like, maybe we'll find out that uh, – um, I don't know who – Desmond or somebody went there before or something. I don't know. Ooh. Ooh, that's a new one. Desmond. I didn't think about Desmond. Uh, when I was thinking of people who might show up. Mm-hmm. 
I guess Kelvin's another option. And Radzinski. Everybody's an option. I, I was thinking there isn't anyone around, but uh, those people were there within the last 10 years or so. So. And, hey, you know, we've seen Nicky and Paolo go do stuff, you know, that we never knew they did. So it, anybody, you know, at some point could have left and ventured around the island. I mean, Saeed, I mean, I don't think Saeed, but, you know, Saeed went on that, that journey by himself, you yeah. know, when he was feeling all depressed, and who knows what he did. Well, we know because we saw it. Self-imposed exile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was good. That was good. Um, I got some stuff to bring up. Um, uh, okay. Oh, not now. Oh, of course not. Why now? <laughs> Why now? Um, no, I'm kidding. You got, you got something? I could, I could go, but. I got, I mean, I got a lot, but whatever. We got time. Do we? Let's go. Go ahead. You do it. Me? Your turn. Yeah. Ah, shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. <sighs> okay. Well, I mean, there's all these topics. I, I don't know what to go with. Um, you want to talk about Ben's cancer? That really sounds depressing. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk about Ben's cancer. All right. So, I need to pull through. Oh, wait, he's fine now. So... You know, Ben having cancer is, is you know, a big conflict here because, you know, he says that he's going to cure uh, Juliet's sister's cancer. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then he ends up. But there's this thing that goes on in the scene that bothers me. I know what it is. Okay. So, so as soon as Juliet tells Ben about the tumor on his L4 vertebrae, um, you know, he she says something to him and he's like <laughs> it's my dialogue coming back. Uh Uh-oh. he he says something like, uh, well you just told me I have cancer. Of course I'm surprised <laughs> or whatever. Something like that. Um <laughs> <laughs> Like it was fun and then you just you just made it worse. Whatever. Something like that. Well, I, I wasn't know, sure I if it was correct. So That I was pretty like... much word for word what he said. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I wasn't sure if he said, like, shocked or amazed or something. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I mm-hmm. fucked it up. All right. So he says that, right? And then, yeah. And then Juliet corrects him and says, no, I told you, I told you that you have a tumor. Uh-huh. All right. So, so, so there's a distinction between a tumor and cancer. You can have a tumor that isn't cancerous. Yeah. And obviously, like, if you had a tumor on your spine, even if it's not cancerous, it can be a problem. Yes. You know, right? So, like, yeah. it could still be life-threatening, even if it's not cancer. So, yeah. So that's, you know, great, great, great. So, so mystery solved. Uh, that's why, you know, no one has cancer. He doesn't have cancer either. He just has a tumor. Well, but yeah, go ahead. But <laughs> then Juliet forgets about her correction and yells at him, and then, uh, you know, n- n- no fewer than whatever, maybe ten lines later, says, if you can cure c- cancer, Ben, then why do you have it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, pretty much contradicting what she said earlier, you know, about, you know, uh, uh, being careful to note the difference between having a tumor and having cancer. And, uh, I you know. Think, well, now here's, here's where we get into some sticky stuff. So my question is, what the fuck? I, I think there's a couple things going on here, and I don't know which is the right thing. Either my first thought is that it's just a writing thing, you know. Um, it just 
it's a better line, you know, to have, you know, to have her say at the end, you know, um, if you cure cancer, then why do you have it? You know, instead of saying, if you cure cancer, then why do you have a tumor? That isn't cancerous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work because she's trying to say, you claim you can cure cancer, you know, a la my sister's cancer. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, what she's trying to connect two things that aren't specifically the same based on how she presented it. Yeah. So to me, I think it's just a writing thing. Now, here's the other side of it. Okay. Uh, I feel like I'm on a, some sort of political talk show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, the other side of the equation, uh, no, um, I think the other thing is that she specifically says, you know, you have a tumor. And then he says, I have cancer. And she goes, no, I said you have a tumor. Yeah. Now, she could be pointing out the fact that he used the word cancer where she used the word tumor, and even though it is cancer, but yeah. she's pointing out the fact that, hey, Ben, you know you have cancer because you just said cancer, whereas I said tumor. So she could be playing a game where she sort of entrapped him or he sort of you know, revealed that he already knew he had this, and that's her point, that he lied, that, you know, that he withheld this information about the fact oh, that he dear. had cancer. So so the idea is that it is it, it is a tumor, but it is cancerous, but she didn't say it was cancer, so how does he know it's cancer? Now, the, the problem with that is if you tell most people to have a tumor, they're going to sort of assume it's cancerous. Yeah. So it's not a cut-and-dry thing. I don't know which one they're trying to go for here. Um, and I think really the point is, you know, the point is what she says, if you have cancer, uh, if you can cure cancer, why do you have it? That's really the point is that he shouldn't have this tumor, whether it's cancerous or not. Um, but then I sort of seesaw here because, um, you know, he. it seems like there might be a reason that he's got this tumor, but it's not cancerous. And maybe maybe that's a different, like, that. that's a different, like, uh, reason versus if he just had a cancerous tumor, then that would mean something different. Yeah, that's I what I... I don't know. That's the thing. It leads you down these different paths depending on whether he he has a non-cancerous tumor or a cancerous tumor. Mm-hmm. And uh, if he has a non-cancerous tumor, then I say that that plot is just whatever. You know, the only problem, I guess, is that he's not healing fast enough. Um, they brought that up. But, but you know... Well, if he... What do you mean the plot's whatever if he has a non-cancer? Well, there isn't any contradiction with no one having cancer if he doesn't have cancer also. Yeah. Um, If it is cancerous, um, and I think when Jack took it out, he's like, you should do a biopsy, you know, and I I don't think we ever got the results back on that. Yeah. Um, So, you know, that's up in the air. But, um, uh, But if it is cancerous, then the question is, why does he have it? You know, if um, if the island really doesn't allow people to have cancer, you know what's uh, what's going on that that he's got this cancerous tumor. Yeah. Um, is it punishing him for something? Is it the island, or is it Jacob, or or is it like what's it? You know, what is it? What's going on? You know, what um, what happened? You know. Um, yeah, yeah, and of course he got it before the plane crash. So whatever caused it doesn't have anything to do with whatever's been going on with you know since then. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something before that. Um, 
you know, if he if he's really being punished or something, you know, since he's been selected or something, you know. But I don't know what to make of that. I mean, it's it's kind of like, you know, the the mother's dying when they have babies, but you know, not quite, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, what do you think about all that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know what's going on with his cancer and why he has it, or or, or if it has anything to do with, um, you know, recent events. The you know the mother's not having. I I, I really sort of feel like his his cancer is a product of um, uh, of the his sort of uh, waning relationship with the island. Um, you know, this sort of idea that that him and his people. And, and not necessarily the others, but maybe people who were born on the island uh, have some sort of relationship with the with the island. Um, and for whatever reason, now the island is sort of you know doing what it did to Locke, apparently you know sort of punishing him to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, now, of course, what's the real punishment when you know it's you know Jack has removed the the, the tumor and and he's pretty much better. He's just not healing very fast. Um, you know, does that mean the island is going to get at him again? Or, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and I got the sense that his quest or whatever they're doing with Locke might have something to do with trying to get back in touch with the island somehow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe if he succeeds in doing that, he will heal faster and, you know, something new bad won't happen. But it's odd that the island, like, you lose connection with the island, the island just, like, gives you a tumor. Like, you know, that's crazy. Or, or it could be, yeah, it is crazy. Or it could be um, that he lost the connection with the island a while ago, and the tumor is just sort of a natural thing. Like, the island sort of stopped protecting him years ago. Oh, Okay. And the tumor just happened for the same reason tumors happen normally yeah. and ordinary. And it just it removed its protection. Because, I mean, if the island wanted him dead, I mean, if the island has the powers and it wanted him dead, it could have gave him some very malignant metastasizing cancer and just like, you know, or whatever else it wanted to do if it, if it has that power. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't really think it's a clear-cut thing. Um, you know, I I think it will be clear-cut once we figure out the reason, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, the whole thing with the cancer and 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 benign versus malignant, I guess, is really the question. And and because uh, I think is it cancer whether or not it's malignant or benign, or is it only cancer if it's malignant? I think I think it's only cancer if it's malignant. Okay, but I thought cancer was just the the uncontrolled like multiplication of cells like that's really what cancer is and that like because that's what a tumor is you know tumor is you know cells that have multiplied out of control and it doesn't mean it's going to be malignant though like it's you know what i mean like a tumor is not i mean a tumor should be a type of cancer basically is what i'm saying a tumor is not just like a thing on its own, right? There, there should be a word for what forms a tumor. So any kind of tumor, I mean, even like a mole is cancer? Like that just doesn't sound right to me. Well, I think if a mole continues to grow out of control, then yeah. But if it just like stops and it's just a mole, then it's just a mole. But I mean, that's what benign tumors do. They don't, they don't grow out of control. You know, they, they, they reach a stopping point 
and they're not like you know necessarily dangerous. Yeah, but they did grow out of control, though. What do you mean they did? I mean, to get to that point, they had to grow out of control, or else they wouldn't well, then, be that big. Well, then, then the mole is cancer. Well, but a mole isn't, I mean, a mole isn't, it, you're talking about just like a regular mole? Yeah. No, I don't think that, I don't think that counts. Well, then, uh, like a tumor that's inside your body that grows and then stops, why is that cancer? Well, but a because mole if, it, if, it's, if it's big enough to, like, you know, depress, you know, your nerves or your spine or something like that, I think that... I think that's the difference. If maybe the size is the difference, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I, I guess. Um, I guess. Uh, I guess I. I mean, what do you call what causes a tumor? I mean, maybe I should just Wikipedia this whole. Thing. Yeah, that's what I did. Let's see. Yeah. Okay, it just says a tumor is a abnormal growth of tissue. Doesn't necessarily let's see. Malignant tumors are cancerous. Cancer has the potential to invade and destroy. Okay, so if it's malignant it is cancer. Okay. Yeah, that's um Yeah, and the whole thing with Juliet correcting him, um I guess is what made me think that. And because cancer is usually um, the way it's usually used is the bad form. Yeah. So um, when people talk about having cancer, it's not usually the kind that's no big deal. So um, so uh, so what what was the point of all this? I don't know. You were making sense for a point. I was. Shit. Yeah, weren't you? I thought it was your point. No, you were saying Juliet. No, we were saying you talking about Juliet and the 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 difference of the cancer thing. No, no, no. What 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 brought all this about? What oh, were we what? Oh, oh, we were talking about we were talking about um, we were talking about this whole thing with Ben. Yeah, and, and, and um, Juliet saying cancer versus tumor, and him going on the journey, and uh, what uh, what the island might have done to punish him or something. Mm-hmm. And then uh I'm not sure how that led to that exactly. But that that was the that was the thing we were talking about right before. I don't remember. I wish I could go back and say whatever I was gonna say, but I don't remember anymore. Well, I got a question. All right. Why is it so important that they have babies? Well, as a shot in the dark I would say it's important to Ben that they have babies so that this group of people can continue to exist mm-hmm. on the island. You know, if they don't reproduce, eventually they'll just all die. Well, why not just recruit, you know, good people and just have them come in? I would say he doesn't want to recruit people. Like, what he wants to do is build, like, a self, self-supporting uh, society. And, you know, you got to have reproduction to do that. Well, then what happened to the original society? Was there an original society? The, what do you mean the original society? I mean, Ben, where did he come from? Like, you know, did, or were there, you know, I mean, that, it's a big question. 
when the people on the island before Ben, I mean, is he he the first one to try to create a group of, you know, civilization on this island or not? I guess I'm going to say no to that, but I think, I guess my impression, if I had to give a theory right now about what all that's about, I would say something like Jacob recruited a bunch of people to come to the island to start a society and, you know, Ben was a product, was the child of one of these people on the island. And, you know, and so that's, you know, so they're, I would say they're not, you know, originals or anything or indigenous, you know, that they, that they came and, you know, they came before Dharma, but, you know, but not, um, but they, but they haven't always been there. You know, they were, they were, uh, they were recruited mm-hmm. um, originally for the purpose of setting this, setting this up and uh and so that's why they really want to be able to have babies it seems it seems strange to to have a society i mean i guess you know it's all sort of dependent on what jake what jacob is about but you know this sort of pre pre um pre-dharma society seems a little i mean what you know, I'm just rhetorically asking. I don't expect you to know this, but like, you know, what are they doing on the island? What what would be their job? Just to just to live in in the peace, knowing that they're better than everyone else, or something. Like, you know, I mean, presumably they don't have any. You know, they're not living in like manufactured buildings and stuff like that. I mean, maybe they are, but we haven't seen anything but O Town. Um, so you gotta wonder what they're what they're doing. Are they just gonna like, hey, come live on this island and and enjoy like my magical powers or something? But you know, there's no sort of apparent semblance of modern life. Mm-hmm. Why would they want to do that? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I wonder how he pitched it and how that all went down. Um, maybe we'll find that out sometime soon. Um, what his vision was and what what his reasoning for it, and then why why would they agree? And I have no idea. I mean, because if you like, remember what Mikhail uh, said. He you know he was recruited yeah uh, to come to the island, and you got to wonder why he was recruited. I mean, he sort of just seems to be the like sort of communications officer, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, you you gotta you gotta you know believe that he was recruited for some grandiose reason, like you know like he said, like change the world or something. Yeah. Um but if if all they're doing in the in the recent past is is trying to have a baby, I mean they have to be doing something else. You know, cuz for Juliet that's a big draw, like they're they're trying to, you know, fix this reproductive problem. That's a big draw for her to come, but what's yeah. the big draw for Mikhail to come? You know, how is he going to change the world by, you know, sitting at a satellite station? I feel like Mikhail was was there before like I feel like he's he's been there longer um and I think he um you know he might have been one of those people there you know a long time ago um well what um did what war did he say he fought in did he say did he say a war or he just said he was in the army oh I think he named a war I think he named a war um but he he talked about it twice um he talked about it once in Inter seventy seven and once in the next episode. Um slightly different um points of emphasis. Uh let's see here. Um 
da da da. Okay. Uh huh. He did he, he spend some time in Afghanistan. Oh, where's that? Uh, this Which, is uh, Inter 77, I believe. It is? Because I'm reading... Oh, there it is. I spent some time in Afghanistan. Yeah. In the Soviet Army. And then I grew up in Kiev. Oh, so after the, the Cold War. Listening post in Vladivostok. So, so it was after the Cold War when he when he joined. Yeah. Which is what? So like late early 80s 90s? Yeah. yeah. Late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Um, so, what's my point? My point which, is... Which is before Julia, there. but I guess yeah, that's it's not as old Julia. as I imagined. Um, I mean, nevertheless, the, the point, the, my question still is, I just wonder what, what was going on that was a big draw for him. What did they tell him that would get him to, like, really want to come there? And What was his purpose? I mean, I'd wonder that about Ethan and Goodwin, too, and Pickett and... You know, well, see, that's, that's the thing. Ethan and Goodwin, I mean, they, they seem to have medical... At least Ethan had yeah, medical. Yeah, you're right. Know. He was a surgeon... Yeah. Okay. Um, and and I think I think some of those yeah, I mean obviously the question can be asked um, by you know, everybody, but Ben himself. Um Ben himself? Yeah. I don't think he was recruited. Or I guess he was born there, right? So <laughs> yeah, he didn't, he didn't he wasn't he didn't recruit himself. That makes but. him not a recruit, huh? Okay. Good point. You and me simultaneously um uh but but other people you know the other people we've seen you know yeah (laughs) um but i guess i mean i guess my best guess would be he was there to do what he was doing you know hang out in that station be the communications guy and um Mm -hmm. you know take charge of uh of a little uh recon when needed Boring. No. Um, that's all I got. Yeah. No, I feel like, I mean, obviously that's sort of what he's been doing, but I, I feel like there needs to be a bigger reason why he was there. I mean, if they told him, now I know I'm getting confused with between what he claimed when he joined Dharma, they said, change the world. Yeah. When he, when he was talking about joining the others, didn't he say something very similar though? Or did he just say I was recruited and then Kate like cut him off? And He, he said... What did he say? Let me let me let me skip to the. Uh, oh, there it is. Yeah, I was recruited when I was 24. I was approached by a man. Blah blah blah. That should have been like 20 years ago or more, right? He's at least 44. Yeah, which which would make it before the Cold War. Yeah. Not necessarily by a lot, but not by a lot, but probably five years before the Cold War ended. So some of his story might be slightly wrong. Um, I can believe that he was in the military, but maybe he messed with the dates a little bit. I don't know why he would do that, but... When I was 24. Maybe, okay, if if he joined in, like, let's say he joined in, like, 89, push it as far as I can, um, I think the Berlin Wall came down. In '89, um, I, I'm not sure. One of those years, but let's say he joined in '89. That would make it 15 years ago. So, if he were 24, then that would make him 39 now. 
which which I can buy, I guess. Close enough for me. 89 was 15 years ago? In the show. Oh, in the show. Because okay. they're in 2004. They are in 2004. Okay. So, say that again. Uh, 15 years ago would have been 89. Yeah. A- 89, I'm I'm counting, like, let's say he really joined, like, right after the Cold War, and he yeah. was 24 in 1989. Then, then he would be 39 when he, you know, during when we just saw him. Okay. Which is, yeah. Probably the youngest I could make he could be. It's it's pushing it, but it's close enough for me. He's pushing 40 really hard. Yeah. Saw that vodka. Yeah, right. You know Thanks what I found older. out today? <laughs> God. Just to digress a little bit, um, I, I, you may or may not remember the, the Nintendo game uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Uh, I may remember that. Because I loved it. Good. <laughs> so do you remember a boxer um, by the name of Soda Popinski? I sure do. He was like pink or something. Yeah, he was pink and, and, and Russian. Yeah. And uh, so this is related. I actually found out. <laughs> <laughs> For all you naysayers. <laughs> I, there was a reason. Uh, uh, I found out today that in in the um, in the original version of the game, I think... I think the the like the arcade game on which it was based or something like that, his character's name was actually Vodka Drunkinski. Wow. <laughs> and uh Nintendo changed it to um you know, take out the alcohol reference. Uh and uh I was like, Oh wow and and if you look at the quotes he has, he makes reference. Like one of the things he says is I can't drive, so I'm going to walk all over you. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so he's still making these references like he's drinking alcohol, but they changed his name to Soda Pop Pinsky, you know. Yeah, I, th- I always thought it was weird he was always drunk on Soda Pop. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I thought that was interesting. Um, there was really a bevy of stereotypes in that uh, <laughs> in that video game. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they, they really were. They spread them all around. Yeah, they they had a chance to insult just about every ethnic group there is. Yeah, they really, whew. I, I was looking at the people, I'm like, wow, Czech, Czech, and Japan, and <laughs> yeah. Germany, and, and India, and Turkey, and like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, the thing about Mike Tyson's punch out, you know, was the idea he's, you know, it's supposed to be like a world championship thing. So, you're, you know, you're supposed to fight like the best players from all these different countries. But, you know, it, it's just, it is funny how stereotypical they all are. Yeah. Like the Flamenco guy. Oh, yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I really didn't. You know, all that went right over my head when I was a kid. I had yeah. no idea that stuff was going on. I was just like, oh, whatever. It didn't even occur to me. Like they're saying, these people are like this. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just, I was just like, uh, oh, it's just they're just whatever. I don't know. Who was the who was the hippo supposed to be? <laughs> King, was it King Hippo? Yeah. I don't know what he was supposed to be. They they gave him some weird location that I've never heard of. Mm. I think he was supposed to be some sort of like remote island dweller. Oh, like an islander? Yeah. Nice. Something like that. 
He was a he was a weird one. So was Mr. Sandman. Yeah, I mean, this game is sort of. I mean, when did that come out? Like eighty six, eighty seven, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure it was some veiled Cold War, you know, <laughs> pro American game. <laughs> you know, like you got because Mac, the main kid, was the character was like from from New York or something, right? Yeah, yeah. And so you know, he's fighting and defeating all of these world champions. <laughs> And then he comes back to defeat Mike Tyson, who, of course, represents communism mm. uh, in our own country, uh, which we had defeated once before during McCarthyism, but right. it uh, threatened to come back in the form of Mike Tyson. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's really, I mean, this game is really an allegory for the political, um, the political uh, games going on around the time. So. Wow. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, I wrote my thesis on that. Really? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I should read it. You should. I should. Um, shouldn't have burned it. <laughs> I guess not. Yeah. Who knew? Uh, <laughs> who knew? I might want to keep something like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 You just just burn it. Yeah. Got to burn something. It's in the way. Got to burn something. That's what I say. <laughs> Pyromaniac's motto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of pyromaniacs, let's go to the next uh, big question. Okay. Um. Now, related to the, you know, to the why are babies so important, which is just sort of one of those questions that it's like, well, it's important because it's important. It doesn't really matter why, I guess. Um, yeah. Now, does, do you think that he plans on bringing more women to the island just so they can have kids? Because at this point... Um, They're running out? The mothers should pretty much all be dead, right? Any, like any mother, any, any woman who had a baby during this, this whatever time frame should be dead. Yeah. And then of course there's some women who, you know, have never become pregnant. Um but um yeah, I figured they, they, they should be running a little bit low. On women. Yeah. Yeah. And and man, birth control must be really important. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, God. you get pregnant, you don't just have a baby, you die. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, that'll get that'll keep kids from having sex. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's um that's bad news. Yikes. Yeah, I wonder what Alex and Carl know and think about this whole thing. Like, I wonder well, if they're privy to the yeah to what's going on because you know they're in the backyard naming stars, um, as the kids call it these days. Oh God! So. <laughs> as the kids call it, yeah. <laughs> uh, you were what naming stars? <laughs> oh, ooh. Uh, um. I wonder if if a woman got pregnant and had like an abortion or even like a miscarriage, you know, if it would still have the the same, you know, impact if she would still die. The same has to like the same ethical and moral impact. Carry it to term. Yeah, it's wrong, Justin. It's wrong. I'm not. I'm not talking about. I mean, just say a miscarriage. You know, like like you know, a miscarriage is an act from God. All right. Um, they got him at Jacob. Um, I think I think by the way the way I interpret what's going on, which is very loosely, <laughs> don't give you a lot, is that if if a woman had a miscarriage early enough on, then problem solved. Sorry, didn't mean to say that, but you know. The... <laughs> wow, that was heartless. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well. I mean, in terms of, in terms of, I mean, in terms of what, 
what causes her to die, which is her immune system being too active. Mm-hmm. Um, problem solved for the immune system. I mean, the baby, the fetus is gone. So that's what I meant by problem solved. Like, there's nothing to mm-hmm. attack because the fetus is gone. Yeah. Um, so I would feel like if it's early enough along, um, then there's no problem. And, but see, I still can't comprehend why the mother dies just because the immune system attacks the fetus, unless it's like, you know, this doesn't happen until later, and you know the baby is, you know, uh, you know, you know, sort of more a part of the the mother's system with the placenta and all that, and like, you know, I, I, you know, there's just complications that just happen to arise because of this, uh, because of this like miscarriage by, you know, um, by this overactive immune system. Mm-hmm. But and so I don't know if it's that, or they're trying to say that the immune system actually attacks the mother too. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know either. Yeah. But uh, I, I didn't even question. think about that. I was just like, they just die. I didn't even. I guess they do say that thing about the immune system. I mm-hmm. was like, you gotta I was think, like, Justin. You gotta think. I I don't. Mm-hmm. I just I just sit there and I don't even know what's going on. You don't even know what's going on. You got your own problems. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you you identify with the birds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so here's a quick little question uh, along the same lines. Um, you know, and I, I understand Jack doesn't. You know, it, it's a sort of an immediate situation, so I understand why he doesn't. But you know, Jack. Do, I just want to point out that Jack doesn't ask Juliet about you know any sort of long term plan for keeping Claire alive. Um, you know, because Juliet basically says Claire is in this condition because she is in withdrawals from the drug, and if she doesn't get more of the drug, you know, she's going to die, basically. So, yeah. you know, as a temporary fix, she's going to go get some drugs, but, you know, I think, you know, maybe next episode or something, at some point, Jack should ask, you know, does this mean she's going to need this drug for the rest of her life, you know, and, uh, you know, what does that really mean? Is she going to be dependent on this thing? Can Can she be weaned off? You know, and if she can be weaned off, maybe we should be giving it to her right now. You know, maybe mm-hmm. we should give her a little bit. You know, whatever. But, uh, but of course that that goes in a separate category because Juliet's sort of lying about the whole situation. Right. So, um, you know, I thought the same thing though. I'm like, man, this is bad. She has to just take this stuff for the rest of her life. And see, I feel like I I, I feel like my earlier theory about about the vaccine and the and the implant working together. There's something. I think there's something to that because. You know, Ben basically said, you know, we activated the implant, implant and she should be symptomatic within 48 hours. So it's not like an immediate thing. So I feel like I feel like the only thing that's going to stop the implant from affecting Claire is that drug that she gives it, right? I mean, that's presumably the only thing that's going to stop it. Yeah, I guess. Soon, you know, unless unless Ben just cut it off at some point and then it just sort of coincided with, you know, with, the vaccine being given. Yeah. I don't know how they time that out. That's that's tricky. And then and then that's the thing. If the vaccine doesn't really do anything in terms of her symptoms from the implant, then are there any side effects from being given the drug when you're not pregnant, when you don't really need it, like all that? I mean, there's a lot of questions there, depending on what's the truth. Yeah. You know, because a drug like that doesn't seem like you just want to give somebody who's not pregnant and and who's presumably breastfeeding and, like, all this other stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, who knows what's going on. Ew, I guess she is. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Well, I would hope so. Uh, I guess I shouldn't find that disgusting, but uh, just uh. <laughs> Charlie comes over. Oh, Claire, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> oh, too far. You got to put the nip in its mouth. Too far, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought he was gonna feed it. Oh, I think he might. <laughs> Claire, let me show you how to do it. He likes mine better. He likes mine. Ugh. <laughs> it's like a uh, uh, hand that rocks the cradle. Mm-hmm. Ugh, oh, God, man. I forgot about that. That was That crazy. was one of the most disturbing scenes. There was some other TV show that recently uh, did something very similar to that. But, uh, man, that was so disturbing when, when she she's – I mean, what a violation. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. How was she even lactating? Um, I think it was, I think they explained it because she had recently lost the baby. And the Rock the Cradle podcast. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. And that, that, that had something to do with her motivations. Yeah. Yeah, she had lost the baby because I think um, her husband had molested, um... Oh, yeah. What's her name? What's her, um... Annabelle Fiore? Fiore, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and so I think he killed himself or something because of it, because she exposed him, and I don't remember how she lost the baby, but somehow she lost the baby and blamed her, and it's a very good movie, just very scary and creepy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, thrillers like that, I don't know, that was that was a weird time. There seemed to be a lot of movies like that back then. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Seems, like those, seems like that genre has disappeared. I don't know what that genre is. but uh, I think they're still around. They're just not as good. I mean, Halle Berry and Bruce Willis are in that new thriller like that. but Really? Just, yeah. They're just, I mean, it's not like that, but it's sort of one of those little thrillers. And it's just, you know, blah. Oh. I, I, didn't, I, didn't even, I haven't even heard of what you're talking about. Maybe that's the oh, thing. Like, I just uh, don't know what's out anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you <laughs> Yeah, if you don't know what's out, it's hard to know if they still make movies like that. Uh, I guess, yeah, at the time I was very aware of all that stuff. Single white female and, uh, yeah, you know, all that. The early 90s had a lot of those really strange thrillers. Yeah, like the one person, like, coming into their lives and, like, being evil but seeming to be good at first. and Which is, know. like, so many movies. Yeah. I guess so, huh? Hmm. Hmm. Not unlike uh, what Juliet is doing. Right. See, it relates. See? It relates. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Here a lot slow down. We always make connections. Even if it's tenuous. Oh, tenuous. I like you as a word. Yeah. You know what I like is this next topic All right. that you will bring up. <laughs> that I will bring up. <laughs> oh, boy. So... Uh, I I don't want to bring this up, but it's the next thing on my list, so I'm stuck. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the scene where Juliet goes to get the thing. She goes to the marked tree um, and to retrieve the so-called medication. Yeah. And uh, Sawyer and Saeed follow her there and confront her. And... Uh, the Hardy Boys. And yeah, the Hardy Boys. <laughs> I think you're up to no good, Miss Burke. <laughs> uh she uh Hardy Boys, man. 
she uh <laughs> then she proceeds to chastise them for, you know, how dare you judge me? You mm-hmm. guys did bad shit and I'm going to talk about some of it now to shock yeah. um <laughs> and amaze you and basically pull the standard others tactic. Mhm. Of, you know, saying things they know about people and man these others have memories. No, they not only is it an exceptional feat how they got all this detailed information, but they memorized it all. Yeah, like they must have sat down and like made flashcards. I think they have crib notes, man. I think if you looked at Juliet's wrist, you'd see like (laughs) Saeed, torturer. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. No, I think yeah, I think maybe flashcards. Like, like you remember that around. episode? It was just like last episode, I think, where where she was talking to Kate, like, and she said, "You don't know, Jack," and she just rattled off these statistics, and like, yeah, it didn't prove he he she knew him, but it was like, man, how do you just remember all that shit? Yeah. You know, like, well, when it's a matter of life and death, I think, you know, you do what it takes to memorize all that stuff because it gets you out of situations like the one she's in with Saeed and, and yeah. Sawyer, you know? Yeah, and I have to say, I really I really liked how she did this scene. It was... Uh, it was beautiful. It was really nicely done. I was really surprised. I mean, especially Saeed, like, has a very commanding presence, and I was really surprised that she was able to stand up to them and make it believable. <laughs> yeah, at first, I, I didn't like I didn't like that she sort of, you know, how she pulled, you know, turned the tables on them, and, and it's like, oh, you want to talk about me? Well, look, who's the new moral authority? Like, yeah. I want to talk about what you guys did. And it, but it worked, and she pulled it off. And to me, what sold it was when she, you know, she grabbed the case from Sawyer and walked off holding her breath. Yeah. Because she did know if it was going to work. She was just, she was sort of bluffing with her sort of badass attitude. Oh yeah. And I just, I just love how Elizabeth Mitchell just sort of played that. Like I'm in command, but uh, I don't know. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't really have a lot to go on here. I'm know? not so sure this is really going to work. They're probably going to stop me any second now. Yeah, I'm just gonna hold my breath until I can start running or something. Yeah, yeah. No, like, was, I can't believe he let me take the case. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but I was just I was surprised that that she like projected any sort of authority in that situation. I, it's just you know off island. She's just such a wreck. Like, uh, it's just you know the fact that she's able to do that just um, it really surprised me. That's not how I expected her to react. Well, I think I think out of out of a, a lot of the characters on the show, she has the biggest character arc. I mean, she goes from like meek researcher, like calling around to avoid her ex husband, yeah, you know, to like yelling and getting in Ben's face, to but still being sad and vulnerable, and then like you know being a gun toting, picket shooting, you know, badass, you know, Kate flipping being a over, yeah, man. I mean, she's. She's 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 had a huge transformation. Yeah, and a lot of it fairly recently, it seems. Yeah, and uh, and I think that's why you know one of the reasons I really like her is because she she has changed a lot. She's not that same little person who's crawling around in the in the back <laughs> so that so that she have to be embarrassed by her ex husband. Oh, teehee. I was oh, just uh, <laughs> oh I forgot my re- oh yeah oh oh I'm lying okay I just came back to um yeah I um oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you're right. I guess she, she really has changed a lot, um, and then some. So, uh, so, uh, that does make her character interesting. But, yeah, uh, definitely. But I like that scene, so, but, but whatever. What I wanted to ask about, 
Um, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to be so dismissive. I just no, just funny. We talked about that for a while, but yeah. Anyway, my real point is <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't it. But I wanted to say it anyway. It was just something that occurred to me. Because um, uh, there's, there's the note topics and there's the off-the-top-of-your-head topics. So anyway, oh, yeah. Um, that was one off the top of the head. So anyway, uh, uh, she brings up the fact that Sawyer shot the guy in cold blood the night before he got on the, the plane. The fake Sawyer. Yeah, the fake, the fake, fake Sawyer, the shrimp guy. Yeah. Um, in Australia. Who, who, if I'm not mistaken, uh, plays Meredith's dad on Grey's Anatomy, that actor. Oh, yeah? <laughs> For those who care, uh, I believe that's the same actor. You don't say. Um, Which you should know, right? Yeah, right. I do, I do, uh, I do a Come weekly on. Grey's Anatomy podcast. Yes. So. I really should know who the characters are. We've talked about that before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that I guess that is him. I just didn't um I just didn't recognize those T V actors, man, they really they really get you know, they get around. Yeah. Oh speaking of that, can I can I mention one little little quick thing about actors getting around because they really, really do. Okay. Um uh and this is this is this is I got one that's not loss related that I won't say, but this one is loss related. Uh, I just watched Smoking Aces and uh, that movie with um, Jeremy Piven and all these other people, this sort of like action thriller thing. And uh, not only was Matthew Fox in it in a, in a small role, but so was um, the guy who plays Doc, uh, Albert, um, oh, uh, Nestor, oh. uh, Nestor Campbell. Nestor Campbell, yeah. Yeah, and they were in the same scene. Oh, wow. And it was weird because I'm like, and not only that, but Nestor Campbell plays this like really badass evil guy, oh. and, and so it was like it was just weird to have them in the same scene. It was almost like an alternate universe. And I'm mm-hmm. like, man, Jack, do you know who that is? <laughs> that's, that's that's Albert. Uh, wow, wow, that's crazy. Is that a recent movie? Yeah, it's fairly recent. I I've never heard of it. Yeah, you wouldn't have. But like I said earlier, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really know what's going on. Um, interesting. I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of last actors in movies. Um, that's uh, wow. I like Nestor Campbell, by the way. And I did too. You know, like like guy. we said, he's a suddenly Susan guy, and he, you know, he was he was okay in that. What did oh, he I do? I forgot about Susan? that. Everybody yeah. suddenly Susan guy. He's a suddenly Susan guy. <laughs> And, uh, but, you know, from this and from his role in, uh, his role in, in uh, Smoking Aces, you know, it was pretty good. And he did a, he did a fairly good job. So, um, yeah, I like him. He's got a, he's got a nice thing about it. He, he's got that thing where he can sort of smile, mm-hmm. but it's just, it just seems evil. Yeah. He just yeah. seems very innocuous. He seems innocuous, but you know he's not. The line that, one of the lines that creeped me out of this episode was, uh, was early when, um, when, uh, when Juliet's sister, uh, I better look it up because I'm going to butcher it. Um, Juliet's uh, sister said something about somebody or something, maybe like that, kind of. That's what it's going to turn into. Oh, oh, when when Rachel says, just promise me you'll bring her back in one piece, mm-hmm. it goes, <laughs> well, well, we'll do our best. I was waiting for, I was like, he can't, he can't promise that. I, I was trying to, I was like, oh, what is he going to say? Because he can't say I promise. 
you know, because they the because he's not gonna he can't deliver. Yeah. Uh, but it was nice when he goes, oh, "We'll do our best." Yeah, and like that's it. It was creepy. It's like, man, he's trying to play it off like, "Oh, ha, ha, of course, of course," but he doesn't. He conspicuously doesn't promise. Yeah. And and sort of laughs it off, and it was just yeah, I really I really liked um, I really liked how he did that like kind of uncomfortable chuckle. It was it was mm-hmm. nice. It was really nice. So yeah. Anyway. Well, thank you, Nestor Campbell. For thank your, you, Nestor Campbell. Another other interesting <laughs> among a group of a lot of interesting people. Yeah, you know, I gotta tell you. Uh, I hate to say this, but almost, almost, you know, character for character, the others are are more interesting than the Losties. Yeah, almost, almost, almost. I mean, considering what we've seen of the others, like their individual backstories and what we know of them, you know, if we if we have seen, we obviously seen more of backstory of the Losties, but if you just take as much as we know about the others and put that on the Losties, I think the, the others win. Yeah. Yeah, I think they I think they do. They're less boring. They yeah, they are less boring. They are less boring. They definitely got that going for them. Um but they also still have an element of mystery going for them. Yeah. That uh the Losties are kind of lacking in cuz we spent so much time with them. Yeah. In flashback and on the island. So um yeah. But uh but I agree. I mean, so far the others are just uh, way ahead. Yeah. In uh producing interesting characters. It's like, man, you can't there can't be another one, right? <laughs> yeah. Just about everybody they they, 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 they create is, is is fairly interesting. Yeah. Right off the bat. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean Mikhail was interesting from the beginning. Oh man. I mean the sheriff was fairly interesting from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Miss Clue, I mean, you know. Oh. What are you gonna do with Miss Clue? I don't know what I'm gonna do with her. He's right outside, Michael. <laughs> no, he's not. Here comes Walt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Oh man, yeah. I I think I had trouble getting to sleep after that. Um, after that preview where you didn't see what what was going to happen after that. Oh wow! It, it just showed that one line, like when he says, "You know, I don't even think he's alive," and he is alive. He's standing outside right now. And yeah, like, <laughs> you expect like a zombie or something. Yeah, yeah. It was, and I and and I didn't know who she was. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, who the fuck is this? And like, it was just, it was really, it really scared me. Like, man, woo, that was a good, that was a good uh, promo. <laughs> says the says the man who loves horror movies. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. But uh, she still maintained that creepy delivery, but it made a little more sense in the episode. Yeah. It wasn't so like, oh, shit, how did this ever happen? Like, I imagined him, like, leaning up against a tree or something, and she just, like, comes behind him all of a sudden and says that. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's how it was in my mind, and that's why it scared me. So, anyway, yeah, Miss Clue, great. Um, Tom in his first scene was really good. Um, yeah. He's gotten a little doughy. Uh, in, yeah, in, he's a little soft now. In his latter days, but uh, but his first scene was really nice. Um, I, I, I really like that scene. So, um, yeah, I mean, of course, Ben, you know, Juliet and all this, uh, you know, people, Ethan. Pickett's probably the worst. Goodwin. Yeah, Pickett. Pickett Pick and, and uh, Colleen. And Colleen and Carl and Alex. Uh, yeah. Well, no, Alex is good. Alex is, uh, <laughs> I mean, she's <laughs> annoying, but. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, she's annoying and plucky, and yeah, yeah. she's she doesn't have the qualities that I like about the other others. No, no, she doesn't. Um, she's barely another anyway. Yeah, she really is barely another. She's her own thing. I don't, I don't dislike <laughs> Alex as much. She's a, she's a rescue ranger. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where's Chippendale when you need him? She's a rescue ranger. She's a rescue That's ranger. Really appropriate. Who you know? Who else but a rescue ranger could use a a, a, a slingshot at their a principal weapon? I know. And like has little gadgets and little contraptions. Look like, out, guys! Hiya! She's that girl mouse from the rescue rangers. Wow. She's Ga- I think it was was it gadget. Her name was. Uh, I think her name was gadget. They you know with kids cartoons they didn't they didn't go too far on the analogies. I think yeah. they called her Gadget, and she was the one who did all the gadgets. <laughs> yeah, wow. You know, I never watched that show, like those Ele- Channel 11 shows, I was never a big fan of. Channel 11? What a <laughs> what a very specific reference. Yeah, I know. Sorry. A little... Yeah, if you grew up in Dallas, and you all you know about Channel 11, KTVT. They had those, like, I guess they were Disney shows. Yeah, they were Disney um, shows. Like DuckTales and... Tailspin. Darkling and, uh, Duck and... Oh, I uh, love that stuff. I did watch that one, but in general, I, I stayed away from the Channel 11 shows. I don't know why, but yeah, they were all the Disney things. So yeah. You probably had something comparable in your town. <laughs> what was in your town? <laughs> what was your favorite children's cartoon? <laughs> why the voice will never know. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know, seemed to fit. But uh, anyway... Yeah, the others are good. Um, where are we going with all this? I want to go to my next question. Oh, oh, I didn't get to ask my question yet. Oh. <laughs> We're like 10 hours and haven't asked your question. Lengthy detours here. Um, my my actual question is, you know, how how did they – there's two problems here, okay? My, my first problem, which I didn't verify myself because I'm, you know – Here's the last lowdown. We don't really do research. Um, we just uh, how dare you, sir? We just talk out of our ass and make how up shit. How dare you? How dare you? So, um, so uh, uh, I read this post and and no one like disagreed with them. So I'm gonna assume it's true uh, that uh, that uh, if you watch that episode where he shoots the shrimp guy, um, mm-hmm. I think it's um, Outlaws. Uh, he uh, he shoots him, like, not the night before he gets on the plane, but, like, three or four days before he gets on the plane. Um, so it's it's a little bit fucked up um, in terms of the timeline. Uh, like, he, he – they, they reference some number of days and that, that makes it not work, that he could have done it the night before. Why does it need to be the night before? Well, because that's what she says. Oh, she says that in this episode? That's what Juliet says, yeah. Ooh, Juliet. Yeah. You got your details wrong. She remembered it wrong. All right, you know that's an easy out, <laughs> which <laughs> which I can accept. But I really feel like it's a it's an error um, on the part of the writers, um, yeah. which is understandable because like when I hear it, like I didn't question it at all. I'm like, okay, why not? It was shortly before he got on, so you know, I, it didn't really matter. And I don't I don't really care, but I just wanted to bring it up. Um, thing number two is. You know, how does she know about that in the first place? That's the bigger question. How how does she know about that? You know, I, I feel like, you know, like I've always said, uh, some so many of these details that they have about the Losties, I just don't believe you can get from any sort of, you know, sort of public database and, and news 
news reports and clippings and, and any sort of, you know, information out there in the media or any sort of private investigator stuff. I mean, something like this that the only person who knows this, uh, the only person who knows that Sawyer shot that guy except for Sawyer is that guy. Yeah. Supposedly dead. Oh, and the guy that sent him there. And, yeah, and the guy who sent him there, which is uh, T-1000. Right. Um, T-1000, yeah, right. Terminator 2. Robert Patrick. He will always be T-1000, no matter what he does. <laughs> it was his and, defining role. And I got to say, when he came on X-Files, the show went downhill. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, no. Um, Did you anyway. watch X-Files? Oh, at least I love X-Files. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, I was a huge X-Files fan. Okay. I can't watch the reruns these days, though. It's boring, but oh. I used to love it when I was younger. Okay. Anyway, um, so who knows? That guy could have said something, made a record of it. Um, uh, you know, I don't remember. I don't remember the aftermath of that. Um, because Sawyer figures out that that's not the real Sawyer, right? He go doesn't he go back to T one thousand and he fi- and, no he figures it out when he shoots the guy. Because he oh pulled, because he says yeah that's right yeah he says oh I just owe him some money I was gonna pay which makes it all sadder that he was gonna pay of course of course um and he he pulls out the letter to read it to him you know the Sawyer letter and mm-hmm. uh, and then he's like what <laughs> <laughs> what you say kid it's like you should have read that before you shot me damn it mm-hmm. we would all be happier now well the guy was too busy f- fixing the shrimp in the rain mm-hmm. <laughs> He wants some soggy shrimp. Oh, not soggy me. Oatmeal. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, yeah, shrimp, uh, not good soggy. Um, so, yeah, anyway, he uh, he realized it, like, on the scene, he, you know. Uh, so, uh, but then, you know, in the episode, he gets arrested, I think, for being, like, a bar fight, and then he gets deported, you know, and that's that's why he ended up on the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, like, cop guy with the glass eye or something. Not a glass eye, a wondering eye. He has some kind of eye thing. Maybe I'm not even like a lazy eye or something. Maybe I now I don't even think I'm. I don't know what I'm talking. I just feel like he has an eye thing, but maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. Uh, Blue blue eyes, maybe. Is that what you mean? Yes, that's it. That's (laughs) it. The cop with the blue eyes. Ah, so simple. So simple. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Uh, yeah, um, he's uh, he's got uh, he's got something going on, but uh, he was also in Boone's. <laughs> you got your eye on him. <laughs> he was also in Boone's flashback, um, uh, Hearts and Minds, where yeah. you know. The, uh, what wait? What episode number was that? Well, that would be episode thirteen of season one. <laughs> oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, um, just FYI, uh, of course. Um, so. So yeah, he he appears uh, and you see Sawyer being brought in in that episode. Yeah. Um but anyway, uh 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 I guess, you know, I yeah, it doesn't unless they, you know, the police figured it out and somehow the others obtained those records, you know, since since that time. You know, I I don't know how that would work, but uh but it just seems um it just seems like a hard bit of information to to get. <sighs> I mean, I think you make a good point that maybe the police figured it out. I just don't think they did. Um, I don't either. Not not with the evidence they had there in Australia. Um, you know, the crime scene, I really don't think. 
they really figured it out. But um, yeah, I mean, he bought that gun from that gun guy. You know, it wasn't his, and yeah, you know, probably well, maybe, not like traceable. I, I wonder. Well, yeah, but I wonder what happened. I mean, I don't remember if Sawyer was wearing uh, wearing gloves or not. So he could have had his prints on the gun, and then when they when they arrested him, like they you know they they took the gun and didn't sort of you know run the print the run the ballistics on the gun mm-hmm. until after he this is a huge stretch until after he uh, got on the plane and they realized that gun was involved in that the shooting of the fake Sawyer, and so that he sort of must have done it, and then yeah. Um, you know, but but since he's you know he he wasn't convicted of it you know and there's no real you know and like you said you know he bought the gun for someone else so there's still a little discrepancy whether or not he did it and so for her to say you did it based on that I think is a little tenuous just a little bit um, so and I don't really think that's why she says that I think I think they just have they just just know they just know somehow my other theory was that. Um, that somehow, you know, Smokey has read the minds of a lot of these people, um, although we haven't seen that. <laughs> uh, but somehow S- Smokey has, like, read their thoughts, and then they can, like, tap into Smokey somehow or something. Mm-hmm. That's my crazy theory. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, uh, so... Oh boy. So th- so there's something I I don't know. I I guess I'll just bring it up. Um so so when when Ben and Juliet go to the flame, mm-hmm. I have so much to say. I don't know where to start. Start at the um, beginning. Okay, see I have something before this. Start at that point. See what I wanted to say was um I wanted to say that the plane crashes and then Ben takes Juliet to the flame. Yeah. Like, Which you know, seems to be a nice quick stroll. Yeah, no problem. Just walk on over. Uh, um, and, uh, and, uh, oh, oh, that's right. That's what I was going to say. So, so, so they go from the plane crash to, oh, wait, I already, I already see the hole in what I was going to say. Whatever, I'll say it anyway, and then you can cool. tell me what it is. Maybe um, I'll find a different hole. So, yeah, why not? There's all kinds of holes. That's what she said. So, <laughs> so I don't want her saying that. <laughs> uh, so, you, so he takes her straight to the flame, right? And they go in there, right? And there's the, there's the, the TV monitors playing news coverage about the, the plane, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, I love how they have footage of the plane taking off or wherever that was supposed to be. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, that's, that's a little contrived. I mean, that's what it seemed like it was, but there's no reason to believe they have footage of the plane taking off or, like, flying around. That was silly. Yeah, that is silly, isn't it? I didn't think about that. Maybe it's one of those things, like, they just, like, took footage of a plane and, mm-hmm. like, just, you know. Yeah, I mean, I could buy that they were, like, you know, Flight A15 was a was a Boeing, whatever jet, and, mm-hmm. oh, like, and they just show a footage of that kind of plane. And, yeah, but it just it just you know when you first watch it, it just makes you think, oh, that's the plane. <laughs> it does, yeah. Like they were, they just had cameras on it, and mm-hmm. it's just a matter of pulling the footage. Um, unless now, I don't want to believe this. Unless we're supposed to believe, like, no, I'm not even gonna say it because we're not supposed to believe that. 
So I want to use this as evidence that that, that news coverage was live. You want to use what as evidence? The fact that they went straight from watching the plane go down to the flame hatch where they saw this coverage. Uh-huh. You know, you're talking about a very short amount of time between when that plane went missing and when they're seeing the the, the news coverage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it's not live, what is it? You know? <laughs> Others TV. Desperate. <laughs> <laughs> tagline. Others TV. If it's not live, what is it? <laughs> Dharma, that actually makes Dharma. sense. Dharma Satellite. I don't know, like Dharma Satellite Service. <laughs> I think they would like that. Yeah, it's really good. If it's not live, it's not Dharma Satellite. It asks you a question. <laughs> what, what is, is it? it? And you can't answer it, therefore you need to buy their satellite service. <laughs> wow. I don't know what it is. Don't ask me, I just want I just watch TV. Says <laughs> Mickey Mouse apparently. Um it is Mickey. He's he wants T V. He wants T V. Um Disney does own ABC. Wow. Uh oh. Connection? connection there. <laughs> connection or coincidence. <laughs> you decide. Um okay, okay. Um what, your question is, is it live or not? I say it's live based on what I just said. So Okay, but but you, you have a hole, right? I thought I had a hole. Now I don't think that hole's too bad. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, good. Yikes. What's going on? The slow degradation of a lost lowdown. That's creepy. It's going, it's becoming a hardcore uh, podcast channel. It is. Slowly but surely. Oh, Every God. Every crude, crude joke. Okay. We're dirty. Um, you know, when it comes to the others, my, my philosophy is... Um, if they tell me it's true, it's a lie. Mm-hmm. Especially considering what they're trying to do for Juliet. Um, you know, I, I, I want to believe that it is live. You know, when they when he when he went to the point of showing like the newspaper, you know, and I'm like, you know, the newspaper thing is great. Like, if it's great if if it hasn't happened yet or if it's that day. But you know that footage could have been taken a long time ago. Like the sister and the and her kid could be dead by now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously the the sort of the, the sort of months that have passed sort of lines up, and the babies are right. You know, the approximate age, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I I see your point. I, I I sort of believe it is live, but I don't want to believe it. Um, and I'm really know, talking I, about the news coverage about the plane, not the yeah. sister thing. Well, I think I think both. I think they're, they're sort of both in the same boat. They don't have to be, but I think, I think if one line one's live, then the other should be live too. Yeah, you know. And I, I mean, I do think the Juliet sister thing was live, but, but yeah, they could have faked it. I mean, her hair thing, you know. I guess, um, you know, I don't know what they do. Just like make her like here, put on this wig and go like pretend to be with this kid, and I don't know. I guess they could have done that. I so could see them do that. <laughs> Like, if you want to see your sister again, go do this. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but, but, if I don't she's, but if she's really not in jeopardy, or, or do you think she is? you think she really died? I don't know. Because, like, okay. if not, you know, why bother? You get real video. 
if she's not dead? I mean, if she, you know, if she's not really going to die. I mean, if the sister's alive and well, then fine. I, then it's true. But if, if the sister's dead, then the footage could be fake. Yeah, I agree. To, to a certain degree. Um, you know, I think Ben would, would sort of do anything to keep Juliet there. And, and see, that's the thing. He, he shows her her sister, and then, and then she's like, I want to go home. And he goes, well, that's not our agreement. I said I'd cure the cancer. Her cancer, you said you'd stay here. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, sort of reinforces the agreement. But back to the, the live coverage thing, I mean, I guess that's live, you know, whatever. Um, I don't see how – the only, the only I think, variable in that is, um, is this, if there's some sort of time differential on the island – you know, who knows? Maybe the satellite can like look into the future or something, or oh, look dear. into the past, or you know, who knows what's going on with with whatever time thing is going on. So mm-hmm. I think that's the only real variable. But barring that, it seems it seems like it was live and that everything is on the up and up. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it's not live, it's within like some number of hours, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously there's a delay. It's not instantaneous. There's some delay, but it's it's practically live. Yeah. It's live in the sense that, you know, most TV is live. Yeah. You know, you, there is a delay, but, yeah. And maybe a little more of one because of their remote location or something. But but it's not like a tape, you know. Mm-hmm. Some kind of that, – that, that seems like that would be hard to rig so quickly. Um, they would have Although, to – Although, what did they actually show on the monitor – well, I didn't really look at the monitors, but I'm assuming the monitors show something specific about Flight 815. Yeah. You know, news footage could have been, yeah. But that's the thing. I think, I think... In oh, order he to, says that, but yeah. Yeah, I think in order to, to, to create fake footage, you would, you would sort of need to know the plane was going to crash. And right. I don't think they knew that. I don't either. And, and I think, you know, by the time it took them to, to walk from the, you know, from O-Town to the place, you know, um, you know, maybe like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour at the most. Yeah. If that long. And how did Mikhail know to go rig that footage? Yeah. You know, I mean, Ben surely didn't say, hey, if a plane ever falls out the sky, uh, why don't you go ahead and like pretend to get some footage? And yeah. So I don't th- I, I think it was live. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I think if anything, I think if anything, the sisters' stuff is up for grabs. Uh, yeah, I agree more. Uh, I I feel less certain about that. I do. I still think that's live. Just I'm slightly less. Convinced yeah, yeah, by yeah. Me too. And that's the thing. Anybody, I mean, someone who has the power to cure to cure cancer. You're telling me you can't, you know, manifest a a newspaper with the with with a date on it. You know. Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, yeah, that wouldn't be hard. But I guess I'm assuming they're lying about curing the cancer. So I feel like if they're lying about curing the cancer and she never, you know, it never really came back, then I don't see, you know, I feel like they, you know, they can do it live. So they do. Yeah. And then that, and then the other thing is, what if Jacob has the power to create a tape of her sister looking cured and stuff and alive? With the oh, dear. I mean, I don't know what his powers are, but. If you can ask for something in the box, give it to you. Oh, no. You know. Yeah. Yeah. The problem with the box. The box problem. Yes. That would be another way to say it. <laughs> um, so another thing um, I want to bring up about this scene um, is 
Ben instructs Mikhail to to get information on all the uh, the people on the plane. Yep. And he says he's already working on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this um, this which is very interesting, I think. This is yeah, this is a, a revelation in its own right. I think about uh, you know Mikhail is is in charge of this. Um, I don't know how he does it. Uh, <laughs> But uh, but it's but he's sort of the the guy to gather this information. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of interesting, um, and it sort of clears up, you know, them knowing who's going to be there. You know, it certainly doesn't seem as though they did. Exactly. So um, so uh, yeah, so I thought that was interesting and, and worth noting. Yeah, I really wonder why he was already working on it. Um. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Why would he think it? they would need a list of these people and their whole backstories and stuff? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. That is kind of strange. I unless, guess he was, unless he was just sort of, like, working on a list of, like, the passengers. Yeah. But Ben, ben was specifically saying, like, get more detailed information. Yeah. Because I could see him saying, okay, well, let, let's figure out who who crash-landed here. Yeah. But I, I don't see him going so far as to say, well, let me get everything we can about their back, you know, about their past, unless there's some protocol or something. Um, right. I don't know. Maybe they did the same thing to Dharma. Yikes. That's an interesting idea. Maybe they, uh, maybe they got a, a Dharma, you know, like... Uh, um, group list or whatever, whoever's in Dharma and research the heck out of them too. And that's just what they do. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I, so I just want to, about, about Jacob's list. Yes. Um, Jacob's list of the plane crash survivors in particular, mm-hmm. you know, or at least the part of the list that has them on it. I don't know what the list is, but, um, you know, it's at least got some of them on it. Um, yeah. So, so regarding that, you know, the, the theory that that I think you had um, about Jacob being um, uh, future seeing, uh, yeah, yeah, and and like yeah, knowing and all that stuff. Um, I guess based on this, I'm gonna say that anybody that was added to the list was added, you know, after. This the plane crash, and after they found out who the people were and all that, mm-hmm. um, because uh, because uh, it certainly didn't seem as though they they knew who was coming. Yeah, um, I think there's still some 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 big questions about the list and when did he when did he create the list and is his list just a product of the main list? Uh, who was on the plane or who the survivors were. Because there's like, you know, there's the, there's a list of who was on the plane. Then yeah. there's a list of the survivors that Ethan and Goodwin were pretty much going to get. Yeah. And then there's Jacob's list of whatever, yeah. you know. Um, so we still need to figure out what, what, what specifically has gone on there. But, yeah, it doesn't seem like Jacob knew who, specifically knew who was going to come. Uh, I don't think we can rule it out yet, but it doesn't. That doesn't seem like where the, where they're going with that. There's also the list that was on that that other who was in the tail section of the people that they were going to kidnap. Presumably, yeah. Then there's a various list of who to kidnap when. And, uh, and Michael's uh, Jack Kate Sawyer Hurley list. Yeah. Um, which uh, 
was, uh, I guess, just to, uh, uh, I don't know why they needed a list for that. They could have just told him who to get, but whatever. They, they like writing lists. Yeah. Well, so, I think it, it seemed to me it, came, it was sort of handed down. Yeah, perhaps. So I might as well give it to him since somebody wrote it. I think, I, I, I almost want to say Miss Clue wrote it right there. Did she? I want to say that, but I could be wrong. I don't think she... I thought she just produced it. I don't remember. Huh. I just can't imagine them... Well, I guess... Should I look? Could have. Uh, I can you? Can I? I don't know. Can you? Yes. I can. Okay. Um... Let's see here. Should be towards the end, right? Bonefield will satiate your curiosity. Yeah, yeah. I'm writing four names down. Four of your friends. We need you to bring them here. Yeah, he, she she writes it. She writes it right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was that was definitely not necessary. Well, I think they I think they had the writers wrote the list so that Michael could drop it later and and then doesn't Kate find it? No. No, he just burns it before oh, anyone right. finds it. So that's why they did it, so he could burn it later. Yeah. It was a mystery. Like, in the beginning of the episode, we see him burning it. We don't know what it is. And then we find out later. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just a device. Yeah. Because he can't burn his memories. He can't. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Michael set his head on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Oh, Michael. <laughs> All right, so I have some more things. Um, oh, God. That, uh, that I'd like to discuss, uh, or at least say out loud. <laughs> um, some things to get off your chest? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think the, the Juliet sister's live. Whatever, I already said that. Um... Okay, so, okay, everything I have from now on is about the ending, um, the final revelation of the episode. Okay. Um, the scene where we find out that um, that Juliet, in fact, was not gassed, <gasps> and so she lied about that. They did not leave her behind in the sense of, you know, against her will. I mean, they told her to stay behind. I know. And uh, she herself, uh, what did she say? She, um, uh, she, she dragged Kate out into the jungle and handcuffed herself to her. No way. Um, And that was the plan. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. Um, So, uh, yeah, right. And then and then uh yeah, so the, so this whole thing about earning her trust and all that. All that that I, you know, in true New Year's Justin form completely bought was yeah. was not true. Yeah, um, it's 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 just glorious writing. I love it. It really shocked me um because because I really believed it. I really uh the one quarter pucker always gets you. You know, she's yeah, she's beguiling. Yeah, they uh, <laughs> they set up 
this whole thing with her killing Danny and they're going to execute her and then they brand her instead, you know, only because of Jack's intervention. And and it just, it all seemed reasonable that they would leave her behind. You know, you're not worthy Mm -hmm. to come with us, you know, on this journey. It all made sense. And I was like, okay, you know, fine. I buy it. I really totally bought it. And it, it just, it just completely took me by surprise. Well, so can I stop you there and we can discuss before you go on further? Yeah. Okay. Two things. One thing, well, hmm. I, I, I want to I get a clarification from you in, in terms of what you think uh, the, the con started, as it were. Oh, God. This I, is where my questions are, too. Yeah, because um, when you just explained the situation, it made me think you think a different thing than I do. Okay. So let me tell you what I think. Um, I want to believe that the, you know, killing Danny and getting branded and all that whole thing, that was, that was not part of the plan, anybody's plan, right? And that um, the plan started somewhere after that. I uh, agree. Okay, okay. So, because, I mean, you can make a case to say that, you know, the whole branding thing and making her be shunned by her own group, I mean, that could all be part of, you know, them leaving her behind to make that make sense. I mean, yeah. There's a case for that, too. I don't want to make um, that case, though. Okay, good. I don't, I don't want to either. I want to believe that she hasn't been fooling us for too long. Yeah. Um, okay, I believe so that stuff that. is genuine and that this is just a – this is a this is a more recent contingency plan, and I think maybe Ben is thinking that you know will be helpful in terms of convincing Jack. Mm-hmm. You know, but 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 it wasn't done for that purpose. Now, okay, and, and I guess I guess one of my questions is, is Juliet? Okay, let me see how to phrase this. This is a tricky one. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, it, it's it's sort of weird. Okay, now what my let me see if I can just say it. Um, is is was Julie? Okay. <laughs> wow. It's it's hard to formulate exactly what I'm trying to say. Okay, I'm trying to I'm trying to ask like, you know, Juliet was seemingly left behind. You know, the, okay, okay, okay. The sub blows up. That was her opportunity. She was going to get off of the island, blah, 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 leave a happy, normal life, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the sub the sub is blown up, and now the others, for whatever reason we don't know yet, decide to leave, and they leave her behind. Mm-hmm. But what we really know is that they didn't really, really leave her behind, that there's some other plan. Now, mm-hmm. I guess my question is, what what's what is this plan? What is this reason that she's still helping them? Mm-hmm. You know, because she she was close to leaving. Yeah. And now she's sort of going to be here a while or a week or however long she's going to be around. You know, because it seemed like her 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 job was done. You know, like mm-hmm. like if if she wasn't going to leave the island at all. Like, if she was, you know, content in staying here, then I can see how all of this sort of makes sense, that she's still helping them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it seems like she's helping them for some other reason. Um, and I'm asking, I guess, what is that reason? Yeah. Do you have a theory? I, I mean, she wants to get off the island. I guess there's another way to get off. And and, and Ben said if you if you do whatever this thing is during this week um, – I'll get you off. I don't know. I don't know what else besides that. I don't know what else she wants besides that. And I don't think they need her for anything else. I mean, I'm sure Ben wants her to stay. And I'm sure if they haven't fixed the, the, the medical reproduction problem yet, he would love for her to stay and work on that. 
But um, I don't see, besides that, any reason they need her to stay, and I don't see any reason that she wants to stay. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think her, her main goal is to get off the island, as Jack said. That makes her one of us. Um, does it? Does. I, uh, yeah, no, I think, like, that's my biggest problem with this revelation as far as, like, her motivations. And I, that was part of why I think I – that was another reason that I didn't mention just now why, why I wanted to believe her. You know, she was just all ready to leave, you know, and, like, it seemed like – or was she? It's just, I I think she was. I think she. I we mean, saw her like in her flashback asking to go home multiple times. Like mm-hmm. I think she really does want to go home. I I don't think that's fake at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because in the in the flashback she's not conning anybody. You know, she's she's on her own, just like asking to go home over and over again. Yeah. You know, so I I don't think she's changed her mind about that. Um. I definitely think she really did want to go home. And that's why, like, I'm troubled by this. I don't see what's in it for her to help Ben out. You know? The only thing is is, is, a, is, an, is a way home. Is right? a way home. Exactly. That's the only thing I can think of. He was like, oh, there's another way. Or, you know, we all know Log didn't really blow up the sub. Remember, he was wet. So, you know, <laughs> you're fine. Whatever. Wet, pe- wet people can't blow up subs. So, I guess that's I guess that's the only way I could really buy her you know, still working with Ben after all this, you know. Um, yeah, she just wants to go home. She just wants to go home. But I have to say, just a long-term prediction for me, I think at the end of this, she's not going to seem evil. I, no. I, I think I, she's going to yeah. come out. I think she's going to come out okay. I, I, don't I think, think she has to. Yeah. I, I, I don't think um, – you know, I, I think it's just going to be one of those things like, you know, various things they've, they've shown her do, you know, and then later, oh, then there's this. and Yeah, she could just, you know, be going along with Ben but have her own motivations, you know, her own, her own you know, she's sort of pretending to go along with him 100%, you know, and um, yeah. I, I said somewhere, I don't remember who I said it to or why, <laughs> or, or why does it matter to I me. Mean, wow. I don't know if I posted on the the message board or uh, the comment section if I told you off podcast, but um, but I I thought that may, maybe one of the reasons that uh, Jack is so trusting of her is that she told him that Ben left me behind on purpose, and like like you know, hey Jack, you know I want to tell you something. You know, Ben left me behind. They they're going to this place that maybe I can't tell you, and mm-hmm. maybe I can't tell you why he left me behind, but you know. Uh, he left me behind, and you know you just got to trust me for now that I'm gonna help. You know he's got this plan, and I'm gonna help get you guys out of it or something, or I'll protect you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he's so protective of her because she did level with him about this big thing. Yeah. I can see that happening. Um, either that, or Jack is just sort of pretending to be that trusting of her. Right. I, I really don't want him to be that trusting, even though I think she she sort of earned it. At a, you know, I can mm-hmm. see I can see him doing it, but I think I think in this situation to be completely trusting of her is a little you know a little uh, a little naive. I agree, but I think he is, and I think I think it's just like other characters who get her going to be suspicious, but I think Jack's just going to stick with it until it's irrefutable. Maybe it'll be like you know when um, when Michael came back and like Saeed yeah. you know took took Jack aside and said, "Hey, some something's up with Michael." Yeah. Yeah, he but he but he didn't have such a personal like 
connection or whatever with Michael. So, and he wasn't as protective of Michael either. He was he yeah. was willing no, to No, but listen. I mean, it could, it could be the same way where Saeed or somebody finds out something about Juliet or, yeah. you know, maybe Saeed, you know, stakes out that little um, – that little drop, Ethan's drop point, and he sees somebody else drop something, or you know, or you know, something like that, where somebody you know. can come to to Jack and say, "Hey, something's not right about this." And Jack does have that line with Juliet, you know, before she administers the medicine, where he's like, "If this doesn't work, you know, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to protect. I'm not going to be able to protect you anymore because you know, uh, it won't be reasonable for me to." You know, well, I, I sort of thought he meant he won't physically be able to. Oh. I mean, he's going to have, like, you know, you know, however many people there gunning for her, he can't physically stop them from taking her, you know, at I that thought point. he just meant because, like, you know, she says all this shit and then it doesn't work and, you know, it just doesn't, her story doesn't hold up. And so, you know, it's at that point, you know, still trying to protect her doesn't seem... You know, as reasonable. Yeah, I but, think he just, uh, yeah, means, he like, he just physically can't protect. I mean, like he says, I just want. He says I won't be able to. You know, like I, I, I still will want to protect you. But I just won't be able to because you're gonna have like twelve people wanting your head on a stick. And I thought he just meant I won't be able to because it because it's not reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, like you can't like make yourself like believe something. You know, if like there's this. You well, know, he's not gonna evidence like. Yeah, but he's not going to untrust her because this one instance, like her, this medicine doesn't work. See, I thought he, I thought he was, or at least like he was going to lose some trust. No, I see. I think, I think he's basically saying, like, I think he believes that Juliet believes this is going to work. Um, so I don't think he would lose any trust there. But I think he's just saying, you know, these people have no reason to trust you. And, you know, they, they'll they give you some, you know, some faith if you can fix her. But if you can't, like, they're going to blame you for doing this to her because, I mean, she already said she did it to her. Yeah. So um, she's going to be in hot water with these people, and he's, he's just not going to be able to protect her, literally. Mm-hmm. And reasonably. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go back to something we brought up about the end. Um, which was, what did you, what did you say? You said something. Oh, one of the things I wanted to mention, uh, a little bitty thing was, was why did, why did Ben give her a gas mask? Um, because she wasn't going to be gassed. I'm assuming like if he gives her a gas mask and someone's going to come in and throw a canister in her room and our, in our house or whatever. But I mean, why, why do that if she's not going to be gassed anyway? I mean, maybe the mask was just a production thing to make it seem more creepy and to lead into what's going on, but yeah, and I think it's a reference. You know, they were all putting on masks in, you know, in uh, in Left Behind mm-hmm. when they threw the thing, and it didn't seem really necessary because they were just throwing it in these buildings, and like, you know, it didn't seem like they were really in in a lot of danger um, of inhaling it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, it seems like they could easily just kind of step away and not have a problem, but. Uh, but uh, I think I, my my feeling about that is it's just to it's just to connect it with that. Like she was yeah. one of the people with the gas masks. And plus, it's probably a safety precaution, just in case something goes wrong or yeah or uh, whatever. And I can see I can see it just as like here, just take this just in case, you know. Yeah. Just in case somebody you know throws the gas in your house and it hits you on the head and knocks you out. Right. Oops. 
Oops. Well, that's yeah. I mean, throwing gas in Juliet's house when nobody's there but her, I mean, it just seems kind of pointless. Like, what is Yeah, they... well, you know, I, I thought maybe, like, you know, they wanted to make it seem as authentic as possible. I mean, I, I didn't really know oh, okay. myself. But, okay. but, like, say, for instance, you know, when they come back and, you know, Saeed's around and he, you know, because he said he checked all the houses. Mm-hmm. So if he, like, checked her house and there's no sort of sign of the smoke or there's yeah. no cancer, and, you know, he could he could say, you know, how Saeed is. Sure. So... You you want to make it seem real? Fair enough. So that that would be a reason to do it. Yeah. So, Plus, uh, you should probably smell like that stuff if it has a smell and mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, you'd want to make it seem. I mean, why not make it seem real if all she needs is a gas mask? So yeah, it makes sense. Whatever. Yeah. I withdraw my minor point. Okay. Um. I had some other point. I had some other thing to bring up about. Um, this whole thing. What else did you say? Oh, Juliet's con. Um, I don't know. You got something else on your list? Yes. Let's talk about the implant. Let's talk about it, please. All right. Um, oh, before we talk about the implant, I just want to bring up, you know, I, I just enjoy bringing up these, like, standard things. Let's go over it again. Like, oh, I love that. Oh, that was awesome. It was so phony. <laughs> Let's go over it again. We already did it, just to be sure. I know. Like it's like it's like for some reason you just can never eavesdrop on the first time they talk about it. <laughs> they always like they have to already know about it, and they're just gonna go over it again. So, as a writer, can, what what's the reason that you have to do that? Um, you have to do that. It's 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 just a as a writer. Um, let's ask this writer. <laughs> Um, it's a very, very common technique, basically to explain to the to, to reveal information to the audience. I mean, the there's no, there's two ways they could have done that. Obviously, one is this way. Uh, the other way they could have done that is at the beginning of the conversation when Ben is first explaining it to her. But you know, to to sort of do that right, um, there would have been a lot of back and forth and questioning, and, and to make it realistic, it would have been a longer scene and Juliet questioning things and saying. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? And mm-hmm. then, you know, and then Ben would also most likely explain other facets to the plan. So by by doing it in this like we've already talked about it, let's go over it real quick again. Thing you only get the 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 sort of most important details the writer wants you to know right now. Yeah, which is you know um, you know how Juliet took to Kate and you know if you, if you get caught in a lie, you know own up to it, which is an awesome, awesome rule I need to start using because if if you if the if the lie is if the lie is worse than the truth, admit to the lie. Mm-hmm. That's that's a great rule for life and for writing. <laughs> if someone is like, hey, you did this thing and if that thing you did isn't isn't really true but it's better than what you really did, mm-hmm. it's good to just accept that. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome. And that's what I was going to say earlier is that when I was trying to figure out, you know, the different um, the different variables and how Juliet could have could have taken Kate, and I, I didn't realize that she could have dragged Kate, dragged, Kate, sorry, dragged Kate out there and still lied about exactly what happened. I thought it had to be either she drug her out and then this, because when she gets caught in the lie, that's when you think, okay, the jig is up. She's going to be telling the truth. Mm-hmm. But you can still have that other level of the truth, the real truth. 
that's still hidden. So it was it was very nicely done because I it, it it didn't dawn on me it doesn't have to be one or the other it can be parts of both. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that's that, that's the main point of, of doing a scene like that is it's really just about getting the information to the audience about what's going on, what's going to happen. Um, and, and they do that all the time. And I, I they could have done it a little better because the, the lead into that scene was just awful. Like, let's go over it one more time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just, it's, I've seen, I, I've seen so many, I've seen that come up so many times and so many different, you know, so tell me again why we're doing this. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just so common. And I guess, yeah. I mean, it also works better, I think, to have Juliet say it um, than to have Ben say it because it, like, implicates her more, I think. Yeah. You know, to have her, like, saying what she's about to do. I don't know. Oh, yeah. So so I like that, that you know, aspect of it versus, like, Ben just telling her what to do, you mm-hmm. know, the first time. Um. So, uh, but it just, yeah, it just comes off weird, you know. I never, I never have conversations like that, you know. Um, yeah, it's the same. It's it's related to that thing where you know you 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 open on a scene and two people are driving and the guy's like, "Hey, where are we going to again?" Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you should already know where you're going. You're the one who got in the car. <laughs> you know, it's like, where are we going again? Mm-hmm. Tell me and tell me why we're going here. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's really just it's it's cumbersome writing, but there's really not a lot of ways around that because you just. You just got to tell the audience what you need them to know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. And the way and the way they do it, it's a lot more suspenseful because you're right. She's the one who's saying it and she's she's she's, you know, she's only saying the best parts of the plan. She's not, you know, cuz like I said, if they were having a conversation coming up with the plan or Ben's telling her the plan, there'd be all this extra dialogue in there right. that wouldn't be great to to cut the scene to. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's it's a lot better when she can just get to the revelations and not mm-hmm. like go through all the. But why would I do that? I don't understand. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's not that wouldn't that wouldn't be a very effective uh, last scene. Yeah. So um yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um and I guess I guess the same kind of thing applies when they use it in other situations, just for for brevity's sake. Mm-hmm. So because you're just you're just ex- doing exposition and. You just don't want to spend forever on it like you'd have to if you did the first time. So yeah. Okay. Well, and you know what they say about writing. Um, you know, one of the rules of writing a scene in general is 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 um, is enter late and leave early, basically, mm-hmm. because the beginning and end of a conversation uses the most boring parts. So in this, you know, we 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 get into this scene way after it started. Yeah. Uh, which is just that's just sort of a rule of writing. And then we sort of leave before, you know, pretty much before we, the part that we've seen before, which is the, the gassing, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, classic. I mean, it's a classic device, classic technique. It, it just, it just sucks that it's so cumbersome. Oh, let's go over it again. I know what to do. Let's go over it again. Just to be sure. It's mm-hmm. just, it, but once you get over that hurdle, it's smooth sailing with the scene. So, Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just uh it it just sticks out. I I I'm, I'm unfortunately aware of those things now. So mm-hmm. I just I pick up on them like, oh boy, there's that again. The so, other the, the other the other side of that is Juliet could have could have told the plan to someone else. 
you know, like maybe well, Goodwin's dead. <laughs> uh, like some other other comes in and and he's like, did you talk to Ben? And then and then he go and she goes, yeah. And then and then she proceeds to tell you know to say the same thing, but it's to Ben. And it's a little less cumbersome because she's not they're not going over it again. It's a new conversation for this new person here. Mhm. They could have done that too, but it's better to have Ben in the scene, so Yeah, yeah. Being the big character that he is. Yeah, a little bit. So, back to the implants. Okay. <laughs> like, presumably do you agree that they put in this implant back when they kidnapped Claire? Yes. Okay. So, why did they do that? Did they... I mean, they couldn't have planned this far ahead, you know, um, at I, the time. I think the implant might be a, um, a sort of a, diagno, a diagnosis kind of device. Like, it sort of uploads maybe her, her current medical condition to the... Um, to you know whatever computer they're using or whatever, and okay. so they can sort of monitor her condition. Uh, and that you know that might be another reason why they don't sort of want to get her back is because they know, you know, they don't need her back. They know how she's doing, you know, physiologically. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but obviously, it has this other property where it can sort of cause these symptoms. I mean, she was like spitting out blood. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but um, <laughs> it's doing some. <laughs> It's doing some crazy stuff. Uh, you know, it made her, like, look dehydrated, and she had these headaches, and, and she was, like, nauseous or something, and then she's spitting out blood. And, like, and of course, these are just, like, random symptoms. Who knows if, this, if the implant is supposed to cause some very specific thing to happen. But Yeah. Um, I don't know, and I don't know if they have implanted other people. I mean, for all we know, Russo could be implanted. Yeah. Um, you know, do they implant themselves? Is it mm-hmm. a tracking device too? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, presumably it, it could just it could easily be like a GPS tracking thing too. Uh, I mean, he says like they activated it, right, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he said that. As you know, so they can it's it's remotely operated. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, yeah, why not GPS? Yeah, why not? The only reason I would give for that is it's you know it's not old technology. Yeah, and you know I wonder if um. I wonder if, because uh, I don't remember that that scene too much. Remember when 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 Ethan stumbled upon uh, Claire and and um, and Charlie? Yeah. Like he didn't really know they were there. He just like came out of nowhere, right? Yeah. Uh, and I was just thinking maybe you know maybe the GPS device. Oh boy. That, you know, like he radioed to 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 Tom or to Pickett and said, "Hey, I, I need Claire. Where is she?" And and they're like, "Oh, she's this." from your position or whatever. Well, I'm not thinking she had the implant yet. I thought they put it in after they kidnapped her. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she didn't have it yet. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> that theory blew up. Okay. Kaboom. <laughs> Kaboom. Bye-bye it blew up theory. like the sub. Thanks, Locke. Oh. Locke's blowing up my theories now. Mm-hmm. I'll blow up something. Uh, Pyromaniac uh, motto. <laughs> They change it every now and then. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Those pyromaniacs can't settle on anything. Mm-mm. <laughs> uh, wow. Except that you got to blow something up. Right. Uh, okay, so you so you got a you got a theory about the implant. I guess I imagine the implant didn't do anything but make her sick. You know. And like, you know, I think that's valid. You know, because like he says, you know, I activated the implant. It seems it seems to suggest that that's. 
he activated its sole function. Yeah. Uh, it could have other functions, but that seems like it, at the very least, is its primary function. Yeah. Uh, so I'll buy that, too. Um, now, like you said, did they really plan that far ahead? Uh, how much of this did... I mean, did Ben orchestrate all of this from the beginning? Or is he just, you know, coming up with contingency plans as it plays out? Um, yeah, I mean, I can know. see him doing it as some kind of, you know, some kind of, you know... Uh, backup, like we'll just we'll just put this in, and if we need it, we can use it, kind of thing. Well, why did they even have it in the first place? I don't know. Oh boy, you know, I don't know. Um, That's a weird piece of equipment. And you know, I gotta say, you know, I wonder if these implants are Dharma related. You know, maybe maybe Dharma implanted their people, yeah. presumably without their knowledge, so that you know, say say someone is like, oh, you guys are doing this crazy thing. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go tell somebody. And they could just activate the implant, and kaboom, you're dead pretty soon. Yeah. So it could be it could be Maybe. Dharma technology. I mean, it doesn't seem like they have a lot of non-Dharma technology. Yeah, um, that's true. So, um, I would well, tend to want I to just, believe that, but yeah, I, I want to believe it, but it just seems like they they just they shouldn't be like reappropriating every single Dharma thing for their own use, like. Man, glad Dharma was here because everything we want to do, they already have the technology for. Yeah. You know, like I don't want to believe that. So yeah. I feel like some of this stuff is is specific to what they're doing. Yeah, I mean that's what I was gonna say when you were talking about them gathering information about Dharma. You know, they seem to be using the flame for their information gathering, at least partially. And mm-hmm. it's like they didn't have that, you know, without Dharma. Yeah. So you know, it's it just it does seem like everything they have, they have because of Dharma. Yeah. You know, it's it's they owe everything to Dharma, and uh, but at the same time, I guess they were at war with them. So I don't know. It's it's a strange yeah. situation. With that with that little theory of mine, I, I sort of assumed they they captured the flame and then used it to get the information. But, oh, okay. You know, something like that. Like you know, I don't know. I, I thought I they were just going. doing it like somehow. I don't know how. Yeah, I, I I don't know how they could do it without the flame, and I really think. The flame tie it has some sort of uh, computer network thing where it, it, it uplinks to or something where it's got this like crazy Dharma database or something this like secret government you know I mean not necessarily government but secret organization database that they can just easily pull up records on people you know um, I, I feel like this record thing needs to be fairly easy for you know for like the obvious stuff. Yeah, you know the birth dates and who you're married to and divorce dates and stuff like that. Like I feel like that should be fairly easy to get from some sort of central database. Yeah, like, I just don't, I don't want to think they've got like you know, fifteen or twenty private eyes working to get this stuff back in America or something, and mm-hmm. you know, and in Australia and uh, and you know I, I don't want to believe that. I feel like there's some way they've got this like database that yeah. taps into other. Systems or something. I don't, I don't know. know how they'd even fund something like that. Well, you know, I didn't want to believe they had satellites in outer space for their their, <laughs> their data feeds, but apparently, you know, Dharma had deep pockets. Yeah. And that's, like I said, you know, that means that some you know some organization needs to be maintaining those satellites and and all the kind of stuff that uh, you know you need to do when you have you know stuff in orbit. Yeah. Um and. And, and that's the other thing too. If if there's anyone on the other side of that satellite, you know, um, I mean, wherever the satellite was, you know, launched from, or whoever was responsible for creating it, you know, there should be someone who's 
responsible for sort of maintaining it. Presumably they're not dead, uh, even though Dharma's sort of gone. Uh, and they should know that someone on the island is using that. You know, they should be able to tell that there's information being transferred back and forth. Yeah. Um, and if they know that Dharma's not around, they should be suspicious of who that is. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe they can't do anything about it. You know, I don't know, but... And then there's those pesky food drops. The Never food mind drops. that. You know, I, I feel like I feel like you know there's there's some outside organization related to Dharma that's that's going along with business as usual, and they just don't know that Dharma's gone. Yeah. Like they got some money in their in their in their bank account to fund it, and until the money runs out, they're gonna you know keep going like usual. Mm-hmm. And where is that money coming from? Oh man. Well, presumably, you know, um the DeGroots and, and Dharma got grants and money from uh from uh Hanzo. Hanzo, yeah. So, you know, if he gave them, you know, several million or a couple hundred million or whatever to fund their project, it's just sort of storing and accruing interest and And I wonder if he thinks like things are fine now, like they're just doing along, doing their research. Who Hanzo? Yeah. Hanzo's gotta be dead. You think he's dead? I, he, I hope he is as scary as he is, <laughs> unless he's unless he's Jacob or something. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I think he should be dead by now. I don't. I just don't see him being around doing stuff that's not this. You know what I mean? Like I feel like if he's out there, he should be doing something crazy that we should know about or at least soon know about. Mhm. Yeah, maybe he is dead. I don't know. I guess I just imagine he was still out there. Immortal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, of course. A Hanzo can never die. <laughs> uh, Except by chocolate. Oops. Oh, teehee, teehee. <sighs> Gotta love chocolate. I can't metastasize the cocoa bean. The cocoa. Why am I British? I mean metabolized. Oh, Hanzo, you don't know what you're saying. Apparently <laughs> not. Uh, it can save the world, but uh, can't quite deal with chocolate. All right, so what what else you got on your list? Uh, I think, I think, uh, oh, one more thing. Mm-hmm. They'll be back in a week. Yeah, I can't wait to figure out what's in a week and why a week. So... I know, me either. Uh, but whatever they're doing, um, do you have? A, okay, okay. No, 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 no. Do you have any speculation on on what what the plan is for what Juliet's gonna do? Like what the well, purpose of her infiltration infiltration is? You know, he says see you in a week, and that that could mean one of several things. Um, either Ben and or other others are gonna come to the beach. <laughs> yeah. Or Juliet is going to go to where they are, or they're going to maybe rendezvous back at O-Town. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'd be, it'd be weird if, if there's some reason that the others left, but they end up just going back to O-Town. That'd be, that'd be odd. Yeah, I would. Um, but I think, I think if, if, if the losses don't move into O-Town, then somebody needs to be there, because those houses are just too nice. Yeah, it's a waste. Come on. Come on. The losses don't have a connection to the island anyway. They don't care. I don't know. Got a rec room. Mm-hmm. Got uh, backyards. Hey, swing set, anybody? Swing set, please. I'm sure Saeed won't want to swing <laughs> after being tied to it for three days. 
too silly anyway. Whatever shall I urinate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Saeed, you'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, that's pretty sad. <laughs> he didn't have anywhere to urinate. He didn't. <laughs> and he's he's very rationally concerned about the problem. <laughs> he is. He just he wants to know. <laughs> Whatever shall I urinate? Yeah. Okay, what's your question? Oh, uh about what uh what the what the purpose of Juliet's infiltration is. You know, what what is Ben hoping to achieve by having her do this? No idea. Okay. <laughs> I just thought you might have a, a theory, you know, one of your patented thirty second theories. Mm-mm. No? <laughs> There's nothing to go on. Okay. Um Sometimes, sometimes you can you something something appears. Well, see the thing is, there's there's I don't I don't know what I don't know what Ben wants anymore. Like at first, you know, like he wanted Jack to do the surgery. Well, that's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then he's gonna let Jack go home. He doesn't need Jack anymore. Um, I, I don't think I don't know. I mean, he wants Juliet to befriend these people or them to befriend her. Um. He wants her to gain their trust. Um, I mean, he's going to exploit that somehow. I don't know if he's going to maybe... Man, a week. I don't know. I can't wait to see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Me either. Uh, I don't have a theory myself, so... I was just hoping you did, but... uh Nope. But uh, I'm... Very curious and excited to see, and I'm going to be tuning in. I don't know about you, but uh, <laughs> eh, we'll see. So uh, I all think right. ugly. I think Ugly Betty might be on. Oh <laughs> well, Ugly Betty is amazing. <laughs> Preaching to the choir. <laughs> so well, I think that's it, right? I'm done. Well, I am done too. You don't have anything else? No. Okay. I don't know if I believe that. Um no, I'm I'm done. I did I did want to mention that um I, I really love the scene when Juliet slaps a glass out of uh Ben's hand and like gets in his face. Oh yeah. That was awesome. Fucking and great. She, and she's like, You lied to me and he's like I told you not to yeah. It was, it was a very reserved anger, angered response he tried to get. He it's like he was mustering up all the anger he could do. And like, I don't do the joke. Yeah, and his head kind of snapped. It was weird. <laughs> I don't do that joke. No, that was an awesome scene. You know, you got to look. I mean, I would I would watch a whole episode of just the two of them doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. He was he was kind of rattled by her like knocking the glass out of his hand. I think. Yeah, that was odd. You didn't was, see that was, coming. Bam. <laughs> I don't know if that was a. I don't know if that was written in the script or if that was something the director came up with or what. But that was yeah. that was just perfect because he's you know he's sort of preoccupied with getting that glass of water and she just slaps it out of yeah. his hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was really good. And she's just like 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 what is it called like like towered over him and, like, backed him into a, you mm-hmm. know, wall there, you know. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's bigger than he is, really. But but what was great was that even though she did all that, she still was sad and started crying, right? Yeah. You know, it was very mm-hmm. nice. Very nice. Yep, yep. It was um it was a very interesting scene for Ben. I I've never quite seen him like that. He was he was a little bit he was actually a little bit uh affected by the whole thing. It wasn't mm-hmm. uh, he didn't maintain his composure completely. In the face of that, no way. <laughs> Cuz usually he's just sort of unfazed by things seemingly. Mm-hmm. You know, he always has maintains that composure and like he was he really seemed rattled. So uh yeah, that, was, that was nice. Very interesting scene. I agree. Very good, very good episode. Very good episode. Oh yeah, I loved it. Not too much, not too little. No. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, guys, um, thanks for listening to the podcast as usual. Um, you guys know the lostloadon.blogspot.com. dot dot com. Email us at lostloadon at gmail dot com. Um, the Frapper map, of course. A lot of you are on there, but uh, there could be more. There always could be more. There always could be. There's an infinite amount of people in the, on the planet. Therefore, there should be an infinite amount of <laughs> people on the map. Well, you know, babies are born all the time, and, you know, unless every baby is added to the frapper as it's born. Well, yeah. That'd be ideal. That'd be ideal. I know. I know. In our world, that's that's what we want. But mm-hmm. uh, but uh, lost slowdown fans from birth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I learned to open my eyes. I learned to cry, and I learned to love the lost slowdown. Mm-hmm. In that order. <laughs> Yikes. Cool, man. Well, yeah. Oh, oh. I just want to say I'd appreciate it if anyone you know wants to take the time and go go write um an iTunes review. Um, I I would like that. Uh, yeah. We've had a kind of string of a few crappy ones, and uh, it wouldn't be bad if you actually enjoy it too. Um, maybe go do that if you wouldn't mind. It'd be nice, you know. Just uh, you know, to. Help out the string of bad ones. So I think you, yeah, I think you made your point. Okay. <laughs> Twice. Um, cool. Well, thanks and namaste. Namaste. Good luck.